This is Continuum Drag, a weekly podcast for visiting television, sci-fi, fantasy, and everything in between. This week, Outcasts, episodes five and six. The one thing I will say is that I don't believe in ghosts, and I know I'm not going insane. You gonna tell me what it is? My children are here. Richard. Here, Stella. It's not a hallucination. I felt their presence at first, then... They're here with me. If anyone else had told me that... Exactly. It's me. And I'm not going crazy. Welcome to Continuum Drag, the podcast with a huge diagram trying to sort out the timeline of Carpathia. <laughs> I'm Luke, here with my co-host Jordan. What's real, Jordan? Should we just talk about ghosts instead? Ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. ghosts, ghosts. <laughs> Continue our conversation from previously. Well, it's good for this show because it is. There's, there's been this like long-running theme of ghosts on the show coming up. Mm. And then Jordan got here and says uh, he was staying with his parents and his house, their house is haunted. Well, I'm not sure. But it could be haunted. It's, I, there's there's some weird happenings happening. My favorite part of the story is I'd heard about this weeks ago, and Jordan was like, my mom's so crazy. She keeps telling me the house is haunted. And then he spent like four nights there by himself, and he's like, oh, this house is haunted. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I, I was safe, hiding under the blanket, as one does as a It's the only way to adult. hide from a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone knows, if you show any flesh, you can get attacked. But if everything, all toes and all fingers are under that blanket, it's impenetrable. They can't get you. Yeah. Well... On that topic, let's get to our guest this week, <laughs> who's been sitting here patiently while we talk about ghosts. It's our returning guest, Steve. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks very much. I never talk until I'm introduced. I figure like I'm-, I'm You're one of the good guests. Here. Most of our guests just start talking during the intro. <laughs> I like that. I like when I can hear a little a little something happening off on the side. <laughs> you, you can see them coming. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not sideswiped when the guest arrives. That's right. Oh, <laughs> oh there's someone sitting there. <laughs> Steve, uh, it's been a while. I was trying to think of what you you were here last for Langoliers, I think. Yeah, I think second half of Langoliers, uh, uh, not Immortals. What was those assholes that live on the moon? Um, oh yeah, not Eternals. What were their That's names? That's the new one. That's no. the new one. No, there it starts with I. Um, my goodness, Imodium. Mortals. <laughs> no, we already no. agreed. That's not it. <laughs> I like that I have a file here I could clearly look at, but I really don't want to. No, we we should be able to rationalize this out. Marvel's talking dog. No, it didn't talk. It was just really big. It was too large. Yes, it didn't talk in the in the show. It talks in the comic books. Oh my goodness! Everyone at home is like yelling, just yelling. annoyed, annoyed with us. We've talked about this many times. What season Impo- do we watch it? Impossible's. Mm. Etern- not Eternal. Not Eternal. It's an eye. Inhumans. Inhumans. I had to look it up. And of course, Man and Machine. And Man and Machine, for yes. which Your I still favorite. light a candle. I put it in my front window every night for Man and Machine. As Man and Machine's number one. A uh, fan. Yeah. How, how frustrating must it be for someone listening to just listening to people trying to remember something for minutes on oh, end? They just love it, right? <laughs> they just sitting there. It's fifty. Bunch, three it's free. Idiots. It's free, everyone. Fifty percent of podcasting is thinking about a thing and trying to remember the name of a person or a character. 
high quality control here. Honestly, yeah. that's like 70% of my life was like, <laughs> what was that person's name? Oh, it's, I can't get there. I'm actually quite happy with myself that I have forgotten it because it was a nightmare <laughs> in humans. Just terrible. How many conversations though, have you had with people where halfway through the conversation you you think i don't know this person's name is it going to come up are they going to ask me what their name is that's my fear at all times they're going to say wait a minute what is my name and i won't know <laughs> that person's like having a stroke and they're yeah. like oh my god what's my name huh. jordan quickly and i go uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what's that sorry and they just run away <laughs> just turn off your hearing aid mm-hmm. and you'll be like i can't i can't hear you <laughs> well um Steve, this week you're wa- you've watched Outcasts episodes five and six. Yes, yes. This must have been confusing. Uh you know what? I watched the previously on, and immediately was like, I am all in for this show. Oh, good. It's got to be a great previously. I haven't watched them because I just don't want to le- remember. But I, I imagine was watching that thirty seconds must be like this show's amazing. Didn't out and understand a goddamn thing, but I was like, I'm all in for this. This looks great. There's they're somewhere. And some things are going on, and the quality is excellent. So top quality, absolutely high quality. Looks good. Everybody had a British accent. It has excellent. the most whispering of any show we've ever <laughs> we've ever watched. It's high intensity, low volume. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Is well, it, is it safe to assume you've never heard of Outcast prior to this? Never recognized everyone. Never seen this show before. Never even heard of it. And it's not like it's old. It's what 2010? 2011, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went back and then watched a trailer that the BBC put out, and mm-hmm. I think maybe the first scene from the first episode was like a special preview. Okay. I was hoping I was going to be able to watch one through four this week and had no time whatsoever. So jumped in full on in episode five, just having like previously on and next time on experience with the entire <laughs> first four episodes. So Great. So you're yeah, caught up. I have no idea what's going on still. Well, we'll see what we can get. We'll see if we can figure it out here, I guess. Because at times, I don't know what's going on either. But before we begin, I've got a little game for the two of you to play. Oh, amazing. I know how you love games. <laughs> well, I, our last game was uh, was uh, unfortunately lost to the sands of time. Yeah, that's right. So this game, will, will it exist by the end of this recording? <laughs> Possibly. Let's find out. So uh, this game is a classic game of, I'm going to give you three characters, and you're going to decide whether you ask them to be on the general council. Mm-hmm. Enjoy their memories in a deep brain visualization, mm. or have them executed for diseases that they didn't cause. Oh, okay, those are oh, all awesome. good. So I understand two of the three of those things, right? In relation to this, you show, understand so. you you understand the the game though. Correct? I understand the concept. Yes, yes, I'm down. Great, great. Uh, which one did you understand? The brain visualizations? I don't think yes, you saw those. It, no, those. That's not a thing for me. In these uh, last on this episodes. show, they have a uh, a chair you sit in that lets you remember better. Outstanding. Uh, from the third person also. <laughs> oh, wonderful. With, it goes with into your, cuts? It goes into your brain, yeah. and you get to watch your memories. They the haven't really person. explained it, but it's supposed to be, I, I don't know if it's about accessing memories that you maybe can't really access properly, or it's that it makes it so real real to you that it's more than just a memory. Right. It's not quite clear, but people seem to enjoy it and or hate it. So we've got minority report type yes. brain visualizations, mm. but no dune buggies. No dune buggies. And no planes, because they don't work. Yeah, that's brand new well, information. Th- th- and we'll th- get there's another it. another conversation we should have is that like later on there is a scary absence of vehicles in this. In this yeah, planet. which finally I hadn't noticed until they brought it up this episode. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, what? But we'll get into it. Okay, yeah, let's play right. my game. Okay. Uh, just to refresh your memories. 
You're going to ask them to be on the general council with yep. you. That's a long-term commitment, so keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. It's a life uh, a life lesson. You're going to take a, you know, this one's just real brief. You're going to have a nice short little time where you enjoy their memories in the DBV. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to, or you're going to have them executed um, for things they didn't do. Awesome. So first up, your first category is leaders. There's Stella Issen, who uh, runs the Protection and Security Services. There's Julius Berger, uh, religious leader extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And of course, President Richard Tate. Let me just say right off the bat, all these are such unlikable characters. It's hard to do anything other than what is what's the like jettisoning them to death? What's the option? No, just execute them. Just executing them. So I don't know, Steve. What do you think? You're you're fresh into this. Um. Uh, okay. So for sure, Steve is looking literally printed off a list of all the characters. Yeah. So he yeah. can remember who they are. Look, Richard Tate, Liam Cunningham. He's Davos Seaworth. He's you want him on your general council. I don't know if I would have him as president as he is in this show. But He's more of a mayor. May I point yeah. out he only has one shirt though, <laughs> one gray button-up <laughs> shirt that he wears every episode. I noticed that again. Like weird sci-fi. Like how do you save money doing a BBC yeah. sci-fi show? Shirts. Uh, just uh, no ties, no no jackets, just a button-up shirt. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very casual president slash mayor of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fort Worth? Fort Haven? Fort Haven. Fort Haven, yeah. So definitely Liam Cunningham, General Richard Council. Tate, General Counsel. Right. I want him there. Hand of the King. Uh, Stella, I, I'd i like to know more about her. You want to uh, see those those deep visualizations? Those deep visualizations. I'd like to know what's going on. Apparently she, you know, it will, you will get into it, but like doesn't have a family, wanted a family maybe. I want to know more about Stella. Yeah, she has a daughter. She works at the bar. Right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, everybody asks The her. only bar in town apparently of this yeah. Gigantic metropolis. There's only one bar in town that they have to go to. Where and all works. seven characters who live in the town. Come yeah, out. yeah. I like the one pickup line. Is just like, do, do you, does your mom know you're here? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I fucking work here, and there's nowhere else to be. So. We've all used that line before. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Does your mom know you're here? <laughs> it's and a compliment because you look so young, and I'm a pedophile. <laughs> and then Julius, like, I mean, I, I love the fact that they've, you know, I guess in Britain, all the villains are American. Yeah, I because think that's the case. All the the American the only villains, American. like yeah. have British accents, so they just like flip it on their head, flip it on his head. So we've got uh, Julius as the villain. Is he British? Is no, no, actor? he's he's an American. He's an American actor because I indeed. recognize him from Resident Evil. That is correct. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he was done great at last week's game that didn't get recorded. Oh, damn. Hmm? Yeah, so let's kill that guy because uh, whatever. Okay, great. All right, that's me. I'll I'll just stick with Steve's choices. <laughs> You're good with that. You, yeah. You you uh, Tate. Stella, Julius. Yeah. yeah. All right. Great. Well, let's let's go on to the next one. It's called cops. Uh, you can either do one of our three options with Cass Cromwell, Floor Morgan, or Jack Holt, the expeditionary. But I, let me just say, I hate Jack so much at this oh, point. Agreed. I hate him. He's got to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. He's going. I would say. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me. I say Cass, whole pudgy face. I would say he can get to his memories, and I, I got to stick with Fleur. She's one of maybe the only characters. She's joining I like. your general counsel. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna flip those two. I like Cass. Uh, I like that actor. No, I do too. He's got a like a subtle shocked look all constantly. <laughs> just sort of surprised. I think he's got to get over himself. You, uh, <laughs> I do like the the will they won't they of them all. Um, yeah, there's those a, two. There's, there's a, a great bit scene where they get lost in the woods and then wake up snuggling each other, and, yeah. and they get up and they're like, "Well, that was awkward." I'm like, "Just, oh my god, get stop this." <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about it, but their immediate like forgetting of apparently some radiation that's on this planet and just running and frolicking in the and, waves in, the waves, yeah, in yeah. full yeah. clothes and presumably they're just army boots. Love that yeah. Radiation can affect them. Yeah. 
So uh, I'll I'll keep him. You're flip it, and then uh, yeah, we'll take a look at Fleur's memories. But Jack's got to go. Jack is. Everyone yeah. agrees. He's yeah. just. I don't understand why he's so young. <laughs> that's your make, problem. Yeah, that's sort of not my that he's problem. a horrible, horrible, gun happy monster. Well, I don't know. I got to learn more about these CGs or what are these? Oh, they're the XPs, the expeditionaries. No, not the XPs. The oh, the ACs. I know ACs. it's a problem that everything's got a short, the, the, short yeah. form. Steve, the altered cultivars. You oh, didn't is, know what is altered what the, cultivars were. No. Spe- the, speaking of short forms, uh, I was just speaking to someone on Friday night, and they used the uh, short form of uh, B's and C. B's and C's. Oh, oh! Okay. Uh, is pointing. currently pointing down <laughs> at his groin area. Anyways, to his bait and tackle, bees and tees. <laughs> That's bees and tees, yeah. Right. But anyways, I never heard that before. No, I, I've also never heard that before. Yeah. Also, this person doesn't sound like a person you should have a conversation with. It was at work. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the short forms. All right. Yeah, it's a long story. Uh, and this final one is unfortunately Jordan only. Oh, okay. Oh, because uh, Steve, you did not get to interact with these characters in this ep- these episodes. But this category is called others. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got Tipper Malone, child genius mm-hmm. slash drug addict or S- drug dealer slash radio DJ. Yeah. Um, then there's Rudy, leader of the ACs. Yeah. By default, being the only AC who has the ability has dialogue. To talk. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Lily Issen, Stella Issen's daughter. Ugh, I don't like Lily. Don't like her at all. <laughs> you know what? I hope she slips in that bar and cracks her head open. <laughs> She's gonna go into. Uh, I'm I'm sending her up into the wilderness or whatever it is. She's getting executed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess by Jack because he's terrible too. And then, uh, uh, ugh, Rudy. You know what? I'm gonna put him on the council just because the ACs have had a real rough time. <laughs> and also, I do not want to hear him talk about his memories. And then, who was the other option? Uh, that would be your last one, Tipper Malone. Uh, yeah, I'll get Tipper. I'll get to see him frolic with his sisters again. <laughs> in his memories that was his memory he's like i want to dance with my sisters again from a third person perspective <laughs> that sounds that's terrible. his voice he doesn't sound like that at all yeah. he's irish he also but... had like 17 sisters because he's irish yeah. oh right of course of course you know. before the famine before the famine yes they, yeah. they don't specify but that, that's the implied what happened on earth yeah. no, only did, in ireland though. i did see some of these people so i i because i think tipper was the other one that asked he has yeah. a, he has a short scene i think yeah, he asked Lily where if her you, mom. You didn't see them all. You kind of meet them all at the bar. Yeah. Do you want Do you want in on this? I do want in on this because, like, I would put Tipper. I like Tipper's uh, Good Morning Vietnam uh, radio show. In oh, you're six. the only one. Uh, yeah, just me. <laughs> that and only the, apparently is the only station and show on this on this planet. But he's pirate radio. Yeah, he is he's pirate, fighting yeah. the man. He's, yeah, yeah, he is. Big Despite time. the man giving him all, he has the, the monopoly. Yeah. But yes, I, I do like that. Some point because that is his whole thing is he's always fighting the man. I think at the end of the episode, he's just like, you know what? People might disagree with the president this week, but I really agree with his decisions. So I'm like, <laughs> way to fight the man. Too. <laughs> I I think I got the best of Rudy. It sounds like because I just saw him in the background, in the background, and or like in an open field kind of in the foreground and there were rocks in the background yeah. so i wanted to know more about he's Rudy. always like oh woe is me they tried to kill me because i'm a genetically modified person yeah. and then they sent me off to the desert and we don't have chairs <laughs> it's tough you know yeah um all right so he's your he's, i'd like to see his back he's your db i want to know more about the yeah, ag yeah, yeah. t and d's t and b's great bait and tackles b's and t's you want to uh, know about that B and T on that AC? That's right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and then, of course, I guess that means you're uh, executing Lily Issen just like Jordan. Oh yeah, fuck that girl. <laughs> What's yeah. she for? Yeah. Oh dear, Lily. No love. No love for Lily. Well, what a great game you guys. <laughs> we we covered a lot of ground. <laughs> yeah, it was fast too. 
very, very fast. It was only about 45 minutes. Because we had the character names in front of us. Yeah, yeah we could really investigate them, think about them. All right. Here, let's get into it. Here's the IMDb summary for episode five. An early settler of Carpathia, long believed dead, returns to Fort Haven. Cass and Flora follow him into the dangerous, unexplored territory. Berger's influence continues to grow. And Tate believes that his dead children have returned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much everything. Can I say that Carpathia has terrible security? For having two separate essential security services. Fort yes. Haven? Yeah. yeah, yeah Fort, and, what did I say? You Carpathia. said Carpathia, but it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, Fort Haven, yeah. yeah. It's just terrible. Anyone can get in, which is what happens at the beginning of this episode. There is... Here's the thing is they set this up on this show being like, nobody leaves. We keep everybody in here. Like, it's a very tight security. But in the intervening episodes... People are just wandering in and out. I believe at one point this one woman's gonna be like, oh, "I take my kids on picnics for my birthday yeah. all the time," <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like, "All right." So the security here is actually not very good. Yeah, yeah. well, because they in this pilot, and I think maybe there was a little bit of retconning to make the show fit what they wanted to. Was that they implied, if not explicitly said, that only the XPs go out, right? And that's why people sort of like they were at one point this sort of revered somewhat military guard that would go out and explore and they're the only ones who were brave enough to do it and so everyone sort of revered them and now things have kind of their popularity has kind of dwindled a little bit over time but yeah now it's like everyone's going out all the time i mean a couple episodes uh tate went out just to sit by a lake this will come up later in the episode but like at some point someone finds something valuable out in the wilderness and what we hear because we never get to see anything in the show they only tell us about it but someone will like say it's like hey all of the people of Fort Haven are now wandering around outside looking for diamonds. And I'm just like, all of the people are now just <laughs> like, there's no, like, I'm like, so you guys have given up. Again, and when you see the city, uh, Luke has mentioned this several times, and it is a problem of the show, which is they have a pretty decent sized cast, but because they want to give this impression of how large the city is, which you see sometimes those matte, you know, uh, not matte paintings, but those shots, this yeah, big wides of the city, big wides mm-hmm. of the city, it's a huge, huge city. It doesn't ever feel like that. No, it's not filled with any people. No, it's, yeah, it's very there's, empty. There's a few backgrounds walking around, but yeah. it almost feels more like like a colony that has just been established and there's just sort of like tents, but it's not that at all. It's not a refugee camp. It's an it's a active metropolis. Yeah, and the AG army is made up of what? Three people? The XPs. Four people? Yeah, the yeah, XP, the, the, not the XPs, the other guys. Oh, the, the, uh, the pass uh, protection oh. and security? Yeah. Uh, it's just a, everybody. Oh, yeah, every they're PACs. Team. Forgot to say that. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? There's the ACs. There's ACs. the XPs. The PACs. PAS. PAS. Right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. There. That's you're right. It, Every there's supposed to be a huge people. team, but it's just Fleur and Cassic or whatever. Yeah. And their boss. And they, yeah, they do everything. And the chief. And the chief. Yeah. Stella. <laughs> yeah. Who in? The, let me just say in the second episode, she's in. Uh, every scene and scenes that don't make sense because she's in two rooms at once. I'm just saying. There's scenes <laughs> they, where like she's talked to one person, they cut to another scene, jo- and she's in both rooms. I'm like, what? <laughs> we joked about it last episode that she like anytime any science needs to be done, they need to bring her in. They literally in the next episode, they're literally like, oh Stella, you're a doctor who does medicine. You do all of our biology work. And, like they're just start talking about how she does everything. I'm just like, so you guys realize this is insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this episode starts off with the uh, latest in ghost news. <laughs> In that uh, <laughs> President Tate apparently has accepted the fact that his ghost children have returned to him and that he is not insane. And not only has he accepted that, he's teaching them to play chess. Yeah, I mean, I think what they're going for is that he has turned a corner in that he doesn't think it's in his head anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think he is trying to, in a weird way, maybe a subtle way, trying to figure out what this is. Because I think he even says he doesn't think it's his children. 
He thinks it's something, but he's trying to figure it out. And how that's manifesting it is he's playing chess with them. Yes, for some he's, reason. he's teaching them chess. And then what I like is uh, Stella comes to visit him and then goes and sits in the chair where his ghost child was clearly playing chess. And I was just <laughs> just like, a second ago. I was just like, I really wanted to be like, oh, oh wait, don't sit there. <laughs> I, I you just thought killed he, them. I thought he was gonna say they're right beside you. <laughs> it does feel like they're missing. Like they don't lean enough into like some spooks where they really could. I feel like. Yeah, but but that's not what this show is. Right? No, it's this not. show is, and you you said it. I think at the beginning, this show is all tell and no show. Mm. So you're gonna, and especially it frustrated me in the, in the next episode where there's like a doppelganger thing we'll talk about. But it's like they don't have any of those scenes you think are gonna happen. And people are like, can you believe that crazy stuff that just happened off screen? <laughs> yeah. Well, even here when when Stella comes in, the president just is like. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, seeing my ghost children everywhere, I know you're not going to believe me, but they're here. And like, it's really just like, they're like, we're not going to spend any more time on this. It's like, yeah, ghosts exist. He's telling you right now. Let's move on. Right. Yeah. There's not going to, they haven't set up like a conflict where he now is like, uh, Stella doesn't believe him or, or thinks he's maybe not competent to run the, the city or the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's not what this is. She's just like, okay, agree to disagree. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, it's more of a, like a little bit of a Mulder and Scully. Like, yeah, I think you might be wrong, but, uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We're still going to go to lunch together. Yeah. I, uh, I, I walked into episode five having a lot of questions yes. as one might. Yes. And expected that some of the characters would have answers. No, they don't have answers for anything on the show. No answers for anything. Only more questions. Yeah, that's this show. That's I, what this I show only... has. It's all about throwing, uh, like juggling balls in the air. But none of the balls they're juggling are particularly interesting. Right. B's <laughs> I, and C's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be interested to hear your questions because I bet you we don't have answers to them. Because the show never answers a single question. Well, let's go question number one. Did his children die on Carpathia? Yes. Okay, fantastic. All right. Hey, look at that. You look like a liar I now. I am a liar. We have they died answer. of C23? C23, the disease that gives children a halo before they die. Like a like an angel halo. Uh, well, we don't know. They never showed us. They just oh, told of course, us. right? They just told you about it. Yes. All right. So that makes sense. We got one. We got one down. There you go. All right. But the real plot of this episode is that a, a mysterious hooded figure has arrived in Fort Haven during a storm. Um, he goes to the bar where everyone <laughs> hangs out. Real cheers. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I wish this was cheers. <laughs> he's very annoyed that he can't buy a whiskey uh, for two reasons. He can't buy a whiskey. Uh, one, there's no whiskey. <laughs> That's always that is always a problem. But then like, they so I got two reasons I can't give it to you. First, there is none. It's like I don't think I need a second reason. They still put a jug in front of him at the I, end. Though. Know, like, what are they giving him? No, I think they were. I think what they were trying to imply again. This show is everything is so quiet and so understated to a fault that I he wanted Scotch whiskey and they uh. only had. Irish whiskey. They only had like a uh, or or like a bourbon whiskey. Right, right. That's right. what I think they were trying to imply. They just don't but have it, a, but a it, lot of selection. Yeah, they don't have a large selection. But what it means sound like like we don't have any. It's like what about that bottle over there? Like oh yeah, we have that bottle. It's just not the exact year you picked. Um, and the other problem is he doesn't have his red card and ID, which is the first time we've we've seen anything about how the economy works in this in this place. Okay, so we've, there, we, we've seen nothing about how anyone gets paid, how the economy works, how... And to be fair, it hasn't been an issue up to no. now, but this episode throws stark relief into how it makes no sense now. <laughs> well, let, let's just talk a little bit about it, if that's okay. Because what we're going to find real quick is that he wants he, his drink. He's like, oh, I don't have my pass, do I? And he sort of just like... Like an old in like an old western, just like pounds money on the counter, but what the money is, it's diamonds, like like huge diamonds, like and there's dozens of dozens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Pre cut. And well, so the thing? they're not even raw diamonds. Yeah. They're cut diamonds. He's well, got a whole bag. Well, of what them. we're gonna learn is, I think people don't understand how diamonds work, but I think what they're implying, and I'm gonna give the credit to the show, is that we're gonna find out they are 
sort of discovered near water, and I think the water is slowly wearing them down to a rounder shape. I'm going to give uh, them that. Okay. I don't think that would work that way, but I'll allow it. Natural <laughs> rock. Yes. Rock, uh, they were naturally rolling. cut to look like yeah, a jeweler. Like there's this a rock erosion that has happened because of the water. I right. don't think that's how it works with diamonds, no. but I'll allow You're it. You're going to okay. allow it. Yeah. So, but the, my point is, there's, I think, a turn here they don't want to take, which is, I don't know how interesting it is for a viewer to hear about the economy of this of this place, but there is something about human nature and greed and uh, the disparity disparity between uh, classes that you would think this show would want to at least dip its toe into, but it doesn't really want to, which is fine. Well, this is the episode it attempts to. Well, but it's weird because it seems like they want to raise it, but not really talk about it. So it's like, well, don't even make it a thing then. Don't have made diamonds a thing or have seeded it somewhere along the way that there is disparity in this place that is maybe being quashed by Tater. I don't know. I think there's just something interesting here that they don't want to I mean, bother with for some reason. The issue is, and uh, Steve, you can see how you feel about this, but up till now, there's been no discussion of the economy. It feels mostly like an egalitarian society where everyone has a role and they're just trying to make it and survive. Like that seems like there's, yes, there's I agree. no stark poverty differences. There's been no indication, which is fine. Maybe there is. There isn't even it. like there's like hints of like political like posturing or that, but they don't really get into that. Like everyone seems quite fine with Tate as president. And the idea that they because that's at this point they say, where's your red card? And at which point I'm like. Best case scenario, it's a debit card and everyone gets paid and you got a debit card. I felt it was probably more likely to be like a ration card of some sort. Yeah, I thought it's the same. Um, but basically, because this man dumps these diamonds out, essentially it kicks off this like mania that we're told because we don't get to see it. But we're told in Fort Haven, everyone goes diamond crazy. They all want to get this wealthy, wealthy diamonds. But, but it's like, diamonds but have why? no intrinsic value. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense on this planet. And you would think all they had to do was figure out a way to explain why it would have value thus how the how their society is set up but they just go like it's like anything if 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 it was gold or any sort of precious metal or anything it doesn't matter because they're not on earth anymore yeah so it it doesn't matter and it's not like he came in with three of them and they're like oh i gotta have one of those three he came in with like a hundred yeah he's mm-hmm. just like these are worthless so they by look, the way they look worthless but it, it's just a problem the show has all along and i think this puts in the most stark relief is that like somewhere when they're beating out this show, they're like, oh, we need a show where they have to deal with the idea of greed on this planet. And they're like, oh, well, the only thing more valuable than anywhere is diamonds. Everybody knows that. But it's just like, as soon as it happens, you're just like, it doesn't feel authentic. It feels just like someone in a room was just like, what's valuable? I don't know, diamonds? Like, Co- that's what it feels like. Coming in episode five, I thought, like, I've got nothing previous. So when mm-hmm. I saw it, I'm like, oh, this is British Star Galactica. Like, there's shit going on here. So when they brought these diamonds out, I thought, okay, they're going to run batteries or they're going to run the yeah. dune buggies or they were going to have some right. import right and then nothing they were just trading them and and you know threatening lily and Rob, yeah, robbing in, people in, for in an alleyway for, for no it. reason for nothing yeah. they're just trading it for wine and well i was talking about this too with melanie when i was pulling clips for the episode and she's just like well like do the diamonds like run machinery or something like no they have no nothing. they don't have no purpose and, and they're shiny baubles and no yeah. one knows we'll say again let's say even everyone decides they are worth something but worth what we don't know. H- how many diamonds does it take for a whiskey? How many diamonds does it take to get your tire fixed? We yeah. don't know. It just diamonds. People go crazy for diamonds. And the only reason that is really there is because they want this like greed to spread through Fort Haven so that our evil Julius can try to exploit it in a way like throughout the episode. He's giving sermons on the radio being like, don't give in to greed. Greed is bad. Don't do- don't turn on each other. 
And then two characters have to step aside and look at the camera basically and be like, have you noticed how he keeps saying diamonds are bad? It's because he means diamonds are good. <laughs> and he's using reverse psychology to make everyone crazy. And I'm just like, oh my God, is that what I was supposed to get out of this? <laughs> I mean, he could have, th- this drifter guy could have walked in with seeds or eggs. You're exactly right. Or well, anything that they has. They have no meat in this town. Yeah. They have had trouble making crops. There's a, there's a problem with making babies. There's a million things they actually need that are not diamonds. Right. Let me he, just say, though, yeah. uh, aside from anything else, this guy who we're going to learn his name is Pack, P-A-K. He's played by Gary Lewis. is a really good uh, actor who's, you know, I think people like Billy Elliot and Gangs of New York and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. And he, he's really given much more than this role is uh, Yeah, he's working it, hard. Is allowed. He's working hard, and he's he's a great actor, and so he's really watchable. But it's like, man, he's got to do a lot in his uh, cloak and dagger sort of uh, <laughs> thing he's really got does. going. He basically just says, follow me for, I think, 20 of his lines. Yes, yeah, that's what I mean. Follow he, me. Yeah, follow and me. it's like, and you're also like, why it has that thing that drives me crazy we're gonna yeah you're gonna get a scene where characters are gonna follow him for a long time but like why don't you just tell them where you're going because it's not like there's a trap it's like hey I, come this way can i can you tell me why nope why reasons <laughs> gotta, gotta filter it out over now yeah huh? because we just need it to go over now right, we'll talk about pack in one second i just realized though because you were just talking about uh what diamonds. value diamonds have and i actually finally realized how they make sense in this world because there is a shortage of children. Like, they're having trouble making babies here. Mm-hmm. And it's because no one can get married, so no one's having sex, because they can't get married. So now that they have diamonds, people uh. finally start proposing to each other, and the population shortage yeah, is Yeah, that's it. You solved it. Oh, uh, now it all makes sense to me. There seems to be some sort of disconnect between what people see and what is really happening, right? So Liam Cunningham is, like, seeing his kids. Mm-hmm. We'll get some other kind of visions going More on. More ghosts come this episode. Yeah, ghosts and just stuff Gross. going on. So why not, like, have him dump teeth? <laughs> or, or or dirt or something on the bar, but then everybody sees it as diamonds. Well, it could have right? been, you know, not to, not to belabor this, but it could have been anything that would have added to what they seeded. It could have been he has something that is related to embryos and mm-hmm. they have a real problem yeah, ha- yeah. making babies. He, he brought um, a clone device that's going to help them with their meat production and livestock or whatever. It could have been anything that makes sense for a society that is struggling to establish itself and diamonds are don't do that unless you had some sort of colonial power that was abusing them to take said diamonds Mm -hmm. for their own wealth but that's not what this is even if it was salt like they didn't have enough salt right and what's i mean like history's already told you many ways you can do this yeah and steve i think you might be onto something i think later we'll find out they're not actually diamonds they're just some sort of manifestation of this like supernatural Mm. property i think you might be onto something there but we don't get that well we're onto a lot more than the writers are so Yeah, yeah Well, let's talk about, let's go back. Let's talk about this character, Pack, who shows up in town. Uh, this is, of course, short for what Pack is always short for. Pack. <laughs> Patrick Baxter. <laughs> oh. Who, who I should say, I was like, Patrick Baxter? And then I realized that's the name of the person from the previous episode that there's no way you would track this as a normal they viewer. They dropped it for half a second. They just like, okay. you're like, hey, look, there's a statue to Patrick Baxter. Anyways, let's keep moving. <laughs> like, it was like that. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that a name I've heard before? And I went and looked back at my notes. But yes, so we're going to, we're, I think as a viewer, they are hoping that you are going to attract that. And when you hear he's Patrick Baxter, you realize he's the first person, as to history has told him, on Carpathia. to land it on Carpathia. Okay, so they've been on this planet long enough to fucking build statues? It's, yeah. it's, the timeline is starting to make no sense. But again, not dune buggies. Not dune buggies. But, but statues. And I will say, I will admit, I did once, it all by hand. 
<laughs> once more, I was wrong because I think last episode I said we'll never hear about this Patrick Baxter character. No, again. I know, I know. I, that's what I thought. Next episode, all about Patrick Baxter. You, that's the or pack, one of the problem is that everything is sort of done as an aside, and you don't know what you should or shouldn't pay attention to in this show because it could simply be uh, like. Oh, I guess I put this note in my pocket. I'm like, I hope is that important? I don't know. Right. Yeah. Were they playing for the long game? Were they hoping for 17 seasons? Yeah, I think is that the is the new Doctor case. Who. Yeah, I think that is the case. Oh, okay. Um, what we do learn new about Pack this episode is 11 years ago he killed his commanding officer. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly jumped <laughs> jumped in some sort of plane or flying <laughs> flying device. Attempted to fly away after killing him, but because apparently on Carpathia. Flying is impossible. His plane immediately crashed, and everyone just assumed he died in a fiery wreck. But no one bothered to go. There was a fireball. Yeah, well, they were just like, yeah, they're like, did anyone check? He's like, it was a fireball. They're like, but did anyone check? I said fireball. (laughs) Like, okay, point made. And I mean, I have so many questions about this throw, and it's like, oh, you know how no one can fly on this planet. I'm just like. the laws of flight do not work on this planet but you're not going to go into further well, detail yeah. well all they've introduced is that this planet has uh very odd weather patterns which are whiteouts. they call them yes they get like a dust storm will fly up okay. that are maybe electricity based maybe and so, there was something about i saw in the it's clearly opening, wind yeah <laughs> getting into the planet like landing on the planet is difficult is that my yeah opinion? it's it's difficult to land on the planet planes tend to crash as they come in right like the the starship starships right right you will I call them space planes. But. Space planes, yes. <laughs> NASA's original choice. SPs. SPs. <laughs> um, but yes, so there is apparently some issue with the concept of flying on Carthage. I love right. that, though. They're just like, oh, we needed his ship to have uh, crashed. Yeah, there's problems with flying. You're like, is that a thing we're going to need to know? Or is that just you couldn't think of any other reason that maybe he lost control and crashed? Or we saw him fly away and never saw him again. It doesn't matter if we saw yeah. him crash. Like, they just have to add this thing in which maybe will be something. Well, and maybe that's why the spaceships can't land. But it's never, no one ever says anything out loud or is explicit about what they mean. So you're constantly just like, so no, there's no flight on this planet. According to the trivia, he originally got into a hot air balloon that exploded. <laughs> so. I, I know someone who has a license to be a, f- uh, a hot air balloon uh, pilot. Oh, so we should do a podcast on one of his hot air balloons. Yeah. Should not be called a pilot, but I'm... Well, I don't I'm know if down. it's a pilot. They, they told me they have... Operator. No. Yeah, they're an op... They've got any something. Anyways. How hard could that be? <laughs> yeah. They made a mistake of telling me that, so I ask about it all the time. But anyways, yeah. regardless. Listen, you got to pull to go up. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I'm also like, pull to go down. I don't understand. How much could it be? That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you pull? <laughs> yeah. I pulled the wrong one. <laughs> we went up more. <laughs> <laughs> At a very slow speed. Um, God damn it. Hot air balloons don't work on this planet. <laughs> but uh, this is Pac, basically. He, he's, he's a man who everyone thought was dead, but is back with a bunch of diamonds to throw around. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, for whatever reason, after he like shows off his diamonds at the bar, all the XPs in the bar decide they want to fight him for his diamonds. <laughs> yeah, he sort of, I think, kind of is like, "I'm a tough guy," and like, "You think you're a tough guy? We're tougher." And then he sort of like beats them all up one in a row. And I thought, is this going to be because he has like superpowers? Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, he's just he's just tough. Yeah, just a real <laughs> tough dude. Yeah, a real well, tough the dude. XPs just walk around; they don't have to fight anybody or anything. They're just <laughs> that's true. They're just wanderers. They're like. I'll fight you, but please do not give me any dialogue while it's happening. <laughs> but because of this, uh, the cops get called protection and security. And Cass and Flora put in the case, and they they, they follow Pac as Pac leaves the bar, runs off into the wilderness. They mm-hmm. they chase him off in there, and they're like wander around for like a night and a day or whatever. Like, this is the scene we mentioned where they snuggle at night. And they're if like, I oh, was I Stella, I would separate Cass and Flora because every mission they suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I would separate. I'm like, you two they're are the not only good two partners. Officers, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is one protect and one is serve? 
Yeah, one's protect and one is surf. That's their nickname. It, then their spinoff. That's what it's called. Um, and basically what Pack is just like, hey, you follow me for a while. I'll show you where those diamonds are. And they're not that interested in diamonds. He's like, well, you don't like diamonds. You guys are cops though, right? I'll show you where there's a bunch of bodies. How would you like that? <laughs> and they're like, now you've got us. We'll follow you anywhere to see a bunch of dead bodies. It's yeah. it's that uh, movie with uh, Will Wheaton. Oh, it's- oh, the body. Uh, yeah, stand yeah. by me. Stand by me. Yeah. He's just like, I'll show you a dead body. And they're like, okay. okay. <laughs> only that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, only that's good. And the whole thing is that they go for a walk. They bump into some ACs who won't let them pass. But because Pack has been out here for a billion years, they trust Pack. So they're like, oh, if, if they're with you, no problem. And that's the largest crowd we see <laughs> yeah. in the entire show. There's yeah. like 12 people in that, yeah. in that mob. And let me just say, uh, and I don't know if you felt the same way. Did you think he was going to be a similar character from Earth 2 from uh, What's-His-Face? Oh, um... It? What's-His-Face? <laughs> it. That's his name. You it. know, oh, God, it's one of these again. Um, you know, from It and... Uh, John Ritter? No, and... Um, Tim Curry? Tim Curry. Oh, wow. Tim on Curry, Earth 2? I, I thought, yeah, yeah Tim on Curry's Earth 2. Great. Who was yeah. the best thing of Earth 2? I thought maybe he was going to become this sort of figure. figure? Yeah, but but he's not. not so I went with John Ritter because I didn't think Tim Curry would be affiliated with Earth 2, and man, am I, oh, am he, I shocked. He, he he brought his A game and raised the profile of that show that they once he left, it really dropped off. Oh, wow. Really showed the flaws. Outstanding. Um, at any rate, that's not what his character is. He is, he is as he tells them, he's listened to his body... And this is his last trip, so he's on some sort of death march with mm-hmm. him. Is his you now like let's just take outside of this plot, him as a character? Did he he went? I'm gonna walk into town mysteriously. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give people diamonds, mm-hmm. which gonna is gonna make, which is gonna make people want to fight me. I'm gonna fight them, knowing that the police are going to come, and then I'm gonna take the police on a journey because I know I am dying. Is that what his plan is? I th- I think he's trying to get sort a, of a man and a woman. He, he refers to them as Adam and Eve. Oh, he right? does, and he does call it paradise because he like, wants to bring them to the ocean, to the beach, and they never go. What we discover is they never leave Fort Haven because the rest of the world is so badly irradiated you can't walk outside. And or, you're learning that as well this yeah, episode. Yeah, this is brand uh, new. Or, or it's not irradiated, and their uh, their mechanics and machinery has been told that there is radiation right, and right. they don't a- it's not actually for reasons but i don't know if that's the case but i thought at one point i'm like are we going to find that tate has done another thing lied where he has them. lied to them because there's a reason but we don't again no one will say well, that so and we it's don't know pockets too it's not it's areas it's a no-go zone yeah and then when they're walking out there uh jack has like a uh, he has there's a geiger EKG counter meter yeah, yeah, yeah a geiger counter and it's like oh no not we don't go, go left we go right well and and pack at some point says he knows where to walk to avoid the radiation implying it's real because the planet tells him and this but is, they also say that the ocean is heavily irradiated and he's like oh you guys haven't been here long enough to understand yeah. i'm still taking you to the lake yeah so yeah. i don't know or ocean or wherever it the is ocean, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's confusing there's some implications maybe it is maybe it isn't there's now also implications that much like earth 2 the planet is alive and sentient of some of, and maybe yeah, yeah. In, in some or there's something way. on it yeah it, it, that's the way it seems to be going at, at any rate he as they do this long walk over the course of the hour he explains his whole story about how he's actually the second person to land on carpathia the first person was sent down was an AC, who obviously, as we know, uh, not you, Steve, mm. but Jordan and I know, they are less than human, so no one talks about them like they're human, even right. though they look identical to humans. But there was a there was an AC that was there first, who's technically the first person there. Did you catch that AC's name? Was it Teddy? No. No, I did. I wrote it down. It, um... 
It was Tigger 99. That's right. right. Yes. That's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. Tigger 99. Tigger 99 was, in fact, the first person down there. And when he didn't immediately die, Pac was essentially the second person down 20 minutes later to land on the planet. And that's why everyone celebrates him because he's the first non-AC to land there. Right. And then sometime after that 20 minutes, Tigger 99... Apparently, they forgot to update his immune system, quote unquote, and he immediately died of a cold. Yeah, that's. But Luke, let me ask you, you're better at this than I am. Does this timeline make sense? What I'm hearing now is a ship came, some uh, a very initial explorers came, and there was humans on it and ACs. And ACs are like essentially canaries. They send a canary down. Canary doesn't die. They send a human down to see if that human dies. Pack is that human. Why Tigger 99 then immediately died of a cold unrelated, like unrelated cold unrelated to anything on this planet and then pack says so they left me on the planet but i'm like they didn't leave you forever because clearly you set up a colony here but yeah. they don't give any more information they're just yeah. like but he's like but so, all he says is they left me on the planet and then we're supposed to infer from that whenever they came down he then made did or did not kill his superior officer for leaving him there it's not clear because yeah, they, they don't never specify right. and they never give any indication that he's crazy but they do clearly indicate because he's like, here's my escape or the ejector seat on the plane I jumped out of. So I definitely did get in a plane at some point and fly away and explode in a fireball, but also not die. And he's just like, when I crash landed, I broke both of my legs. And the only reason I survived is because a talking golden retriever came out of the woods and brought me the things I needed to survive. Mm-hmm. Did he say it was talking? He, he said, said it, it talked to it, him. It said it told him. He heavily implies a talk to him. I think I think P and C, uh, or protection sir, P and S, tell him they're like, oh, it talked to you, and he's like, no, it told, it told me. It told yeah, me. I I didn't yeah. I didn't think it was like they didn't put the old peanut butter in its mouth to get him to talk <laughs> or anything. Well, and we won't we'll see right at the very end, just before Pack dies, the golden retriever will only materialize to him. Like he'll walk with the golden retriever down the beach. No one else can see it. Well. W- it pops up at the end of the episode once he's dead. But yes. it also walks with him too there. But I don't think it's, anyone sees it. Yes. Nobody sees it. No. Well, no, he well, sees it. Which but. is which is they're adding to this very nebulous thing they've set up, which is the let's say for lack of a better term, ghosts that we're getting in this world or whatever manifestation Mentioned, this yeah. is. Um, that yes, so Tate was seeing his children as whatever they are, but even if like someone was there, they wouldn't have seen it. Yeah, they're invisible yeah. to them. It's yeah. an apparition, but different than the poltergeist at your parents' house. That's right. right. Yeah. Everyone can see that. Everyone can. Well, everyone can hear it. Everyone can hear yeah. that one. They're noisy ghosts. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, yours have a lot more unfinished business. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, they finally finish their journey. They get to this beach at the ocean, um, which they discover the ocean sand is just covered in diamonds. Like apparently, the ocean is just full of perfectly cut yeah it's either that the diamonds are under like closely under the sand and the water is washing them up or they're actually coming out of the water Water, yeah that's what i was thinking either way they're valueless now because there are millions of them right yeah and when Cass and floor see the ocean for the first time they get so excited oh my god they run straight into the ocean and they're just frolicking in the ocean yeah steve you don't know this but it literally in episode one Cass and floor leave fort haven for the first time and find a lake and have no reaction to that lake. It's the first lake they've ever seen on this planet. They have no reaction. And then they see the ocean and lose their minds. Wow. It's the waves that does it, I think. I think the waves. The waves and the smell. Of yeah. This. They were that, really that, happy about the that, smell. It's that uh, fresh diamond smell that really, really hit them. It's it's very odd. I guess, did he grow up on the ocean? Is he from Scarborough or something? The in, scene in... reminded me a lot of that scene from uh, 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 Rocky <laughs> from Rocky 2 where... Uh, 
where Apollo and Rocky run in the water. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. It was just very, they're just so excited to see the ocean, but whatever, it's fine. It's that exciting. Anyway, um, actually, I think it's Rocky 3. I made a huge mistake. <laughs> Anyways. Isn't it Rocky 4? <laughs> no, Russia? I think it's Rocky 3. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. They see the ocean. They're very excited. Pac's like, well, I know I brought you here. I promised I'd show you some bodies, but actually, I'm just going to go walk into the ocean and drop that <laughs> and right die now. immediately. Hey, guys, I know I promised you some bodies, but we've come all this way. Well, I thought he was the body. Yeah, I, I thought like he knew sure that, that was going to Wouldn't that be yeah, terrible? Yeah. He's like, I know I promised you something. Anyways, pulls his pants down. You're like, oh, man, I fell for that one again. <gasps> Twist. <laughs> but yes, Pac just walks into the ocean and drops dead once he gets there. As promised, his body told him he was going to die, and he does. And uh, we kind of can cut back now because Floor and Cass are now stuck. <laughs> they have no idea how to get home. They're just at this beach. I know. They're yeah. like, we don't know how to get back. I'm like. You guys must know how to get back. They didn't pay yeah. any attention. Like to you the didn't journey. pay any attention on the way. That's what I would have been thinking the whole time. It's like, okay, start looking for some signposts. Start thinking about how you're going to have to escape at some point because, in some way, they're getting back either with him as a prisoner or him dead. They got to get back. So why yeah. would you not think about it? Okay, question number two. All right. They are shockingly afraid of the tide coming in. Yeah, now, later in this episode, <laughs> yeah. they start freaking out of the tide coming in. I don't know why. Okay, because there are two moons. I saw two moons, and I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe the tide is real fucking high at this point. No, no, but, they are very upset about the tide coming in later. No apparent reason. It's just okay. because it's a, a a mechanism of the plot is they need to leave the area. Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> they need to leave. It's they're like, like oh, yeah, the water's bad. In. They're That's like all. worried the beach is going to disappear and never come back. I know, it's like, the tide might come in. We might get our ankles wet. <laughs> yeah. We're just bit. running in Red the ocean. ocean. Yeah. Have you ever had wet shoes? It's unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> we just tried it. We, we didn't get, like it. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Let's go back to Fort Haven quickly because- uh, Oh, do we have to? Yeah. Unfortunately, we do. Uh, we mentioned how the evil pastor, <laughs> Julius, has turned the city crazy for diamonds. And let me just say again, I think maybe my least favorite thing in the show is, is not him as a character or even the idea of this person- posing as a religious figure that's also doing this nefarious things on the side and using people's hopes against them sort mm-hmm. of thing but it's just that it's so poorly written it's and a even cartoon. and he's a cartoon even his speeches where they're like they'll have him do a prayer or whatever i'm like these are terrible no one would be convinced <laughs> yeah. by this because they've given no effort he's like and um let's all pray to the uh to the universal, go- spirit. The universal spirit that uh we're not gonna be bad <laughs> I'm 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 a real a divisive figure. It's like well, it's not. He's not um, charismatic as all at all because they haven't given him that charisma. Right. You, you don't. You as a viewer don't believe that he would be pulling people in any direction because they don't give him anything. Yeah. You're not down with the, like the midnight mass of it all. It's yeah. Just, exactly. It's not sol- selling for you. <laughs> it's not selling. Yeah. But apparently he's been using the diamonds to drum up all this greed because which he, we don't see. He, which you don't see because he's going to corner the president and say, "Hey, I think you should give me the public welfare portfolio on the general council." To which the president says, "That's not a portfolio." He's like, "Yes, let's make one up for me, please." Right. And then as soon as the president for reasons that make no sense, agrees to it. Like, there's no reason the president would ever agree to this because he doesn't trust this man. But he's like, sure, that's your new portfolio. He turns around and Julius is like, oh, FYI, I added religion to the education uh, portfolio too <laughs> because that's part of my portfolio now, I decided. And the president, I think he literally says, President Tate literally says, he's like, I knew from the second you got here that you were out to get me. From the moment you mm-hmm. arrived, and I was just like, then why did you give him unlimited you just keep giving him more and more responsibility yeah power. But that's the thing because they keep implying that he is a powerful figure and that if you push him down in any way his people will revolt against you but we haven't seen that well all six people like they can do a lot of damage <laughs> that's what i mean right? it's like because they visually don't really show it and they don't give you any scenes with that 
because they don't want to have him actually interact with any other people other than Tate, it doesn't land at all. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it, it just becomes these weird scenes where he keeps cornering him in the hallway and they want to have this real tension between these two arguably good actors, but the material is not helping them at well, all. Yeah, we yeah. never see Julius gain any power. All we see is Julius say, hey, president, can I have some power, please? And the president's like, mm, I don't trust you, but okay, don't do anything bad. <laughs> well, you would think, so walking in, fifth episode, talking about the council. Can I yeah, be yeah. on the council? No, you can't. You need two-thirds majority of the council. You think you would see the council. Yeah. You think there would be never four people them. sitting never at a long table. Them. Don't see it. Never fucking happens, and I don't understand. I've never, we've never seen them. Okay. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea no. who the council is. Like, I understand you got to save money. I think it's only the second time they've maybe mentioned the council, and only in these sort of scenes where right. the only... Right only now. logistics you get or, or mechanisms of this of this world is through these couple, couple scenes where you're like, oh, is that how the government works? I thought it was just Tate, but apparently there's a council. What does the council look like? How does it operate? We don't know. They're paying all these British stuntmen to get beat up by an old guy in a bar. <laughs> Can we not get some B, B-list actors nope. just to sit at a table and be like, mm, no, grumble, grumble. Like, We're the council. Yeah. Right now, I think the council, as far as I can tell, it's the president, it's yeah. Julius, and it's Stella. That's, yeah. And I'm like, well, I think Tipper's on it. Tipper's communications, right? No, Tipper's not. He's not no, the he's fighting the man. situation. He he's fights a, the man. All right, from right. his pirate radio station. He never joined station. that council. All right, <laughs> I don't understand the show at all. <laughs> That's fine. No, no one does. That's the problem. Anyway, Julius also because he's so excited about like this power, he wants to send Jack out to find those diamonds, and Jack's really excited to do it. Jack, the XP is just like, oh, yeah, he's the worst. I they, get... They've made him worse somehow. This character, he'd be, he's become more cartoonish than Julius somehow. Yeah. but he's like, yeah, I want to go find those diamonds too because it's better to own the diamond mine than work it. Perfect Which sense, is, uh, yeah. realizable. And then Julius is like, that's not what this is about, Jack. <laughs> what you got to know is knowledge is power, and Jack says, no, no, diamonds are power. I don't like, and they're like insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of scenes. There's a lot of scenes like that too, because they they want to show that, um, as we're gonna learn, Julius is has got an end game. We don't really know what the end game is, but is this ruining it that we're gonna find he's making transmissions? At to, the, yes, at the end of the episode, it's a big reveal. Yeah, that he's making transmissions to some sort of ship that is in the area, if not directly in the orbit of the planet. We don't know. We don't know who they are, but he is. Clearly trying to get the military, let's say for lack of term, the XPs on his side so that he will have this might to go with whatever charisma he has also, he already pulled people into his. Yeah, this is brand new information. He's got a secret computer. He's talking to some sort of spaceship on its way here and he's promising them Fort Haven will be pacified by the time they get here. Mm -hmm. And they're number 10. But, and the but, original but, guys are number 9, AT-10 or whatever. The ship is the oh, next. Is it, uh, it's the it, next it's ship the next, in line. It's the next, okay. But don't you think his plan up to this point seems to have been a long game? Even though the way and they present it is, you know, I want to be on the council. I want to do these things. But like, let's say you, he wants to be on the council. That's not to change things immediately, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't it, understand it, it, if his plan makes sense to an oncoming invasion. When he was introduced, it felt like a long con, right? And now that it's been revealed, it feels like he has about three weeks to figure the shit out <laughs> right so it's like feels like he's in a real hurry to get this done uh we'll leave off leave that that that's like the button to both these episodes is like he keeps calling the ship and promising them everything's going to be cool when they get here even though there's no indication that's true right also no indication why it wouldn't be cool for another ship to arrive and like it's just like it doesn't make any sense like what the problem would be mm -hmm. and my understanding episode. is they don't have any idea what's going on in earth like yes, they let, that is, like we don't know either five-year trip but communication yeah. is terrible someone asked and uh, the answer was eh, it's bad there bad stuff yeah and they didn't provide any further information right okay um that doesn't sound like this show at all 
But I do want to point out, Jordan, uh, to tie this back to Earth 2, mm. do you remember the character who also had a secret computer yes. who was wandering around with the group calling up to the secret yeah. other government who was waiting to like yeah. do something it on is, this planet? It's gone to the point where this show and Earth 2 have so many similarities. It feels like this show is cribbing from Earth 2. And I'll say, Earth 2 was not a great show to crib from to begin with, but there's so many parallels. It's bizarre. And it's just so funny how much better it makes Earth 2 look. I know. It really does. Earth 2 was not a very good show, and I'm like, wow, Earth 2 was amazing compared to this. Geniuses wrote that show. (laughs) Anyway, let's let's get back to what's happening. So Jack wants those diamonds. Julius wants to go find them. So Jack's going to go out and look look for Cassin and Floor, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote. But as he's going to leave, Stella's like, hey... I want to come with you too because I heard they're going to the ocean and I want to see the ocean because I'm obsessed with the fact that if there are cavemen who once lived on Carpathia, they must have come out of the ocean. So I, her basic thing is like, I really need to see this ocean because I'm a scientist. It's 2060 though. Cave people. Cave, cave people. people. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you. we don't know. It's They don't know if it's... It's some sort of primate of some Something. sense. Mm-hmm. But a some, hominid, they call it. Yes. So walking upright, at least. Yeah, Her, but her whole motivation is she needs to see this ocean because she's a scientist, and oceans are where life comes from. I thought so, she's a doctor. She's everything. She's also a scientist. She also runs protection and security. She's the head of... She's, she's the head of S&P. Yeah. Wow. She's can, the chief. Can I mention another little nitpicky thing? So we are going to see, like, when we do see the, uh, the fossils of the... Uh, whatever Cavemen they find on the Whatever beach, they may be. The promised bodies. Where they find them is on the coast with the water rushing all over them. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to allow that the diamonds <laughs> have been eroded into a shape, those uh, those fossils are done. They've been eroded. Tens of a thousand years old, these fossils. Water just washing over them. Yeah. This family. Cause, uh, Why you... couldn't they have been in a cave? Like No, one's, no one sense. in the room was like, guys, put it in a cave. Well, I thought it'd be in the rocks. She's going through all these rocks. No, they're just She's like sitting on the no, beach. They're just, they're, and that's not how fossils work. Those are skeletons. Like that's <laughs> they're not. Full, I know they're full yeah, skeletons. They're full skeletons. Like that just happened. This so, is really jumping ahead for her story, but like when she finally gets to the beach and finally finds these skeletons she came to find, I, I don't know how she. Knew There's she no did. story. They just end up. They they just well, walk. No, they the walk whole, and get there. Her right? whole arc of that episode is she walks there because she wants to find life there. Yes. She finds a family of Neanderthal skeletons. Yeah. She's like, it's a family. Look, mom, dad, kid, and then she's just like, I wish I had a better relationship with my daughter. Let's go home. Yeah. Well, it's like she's sentimental when it suits her, but. As a scientist, as a doctor, as a uh, political figure, as whatever she is, bring at least one of those skeletons home. Well, Jack's like, you want me to carry one of these back for you? She's like, no, they're a family. They should be together in the ocean. Well, it's like, yeah, bring them together in the lab. Yeah, can't they take a picture? That's what I thought of me. It was like, don't you have- They take no record. They just walk away. (laughs) Like, it's insane. Anyway, their whole trip is they, they Jack and Stella do a long walk to the beach. They get attacked by some some ACs at some point who are able to snipe one of the XPs who are with them. They only brought one other guy to get killed. Like, mm. as soon as you saw that third guy, he's like, well, he's dead. Yeah, he's he's not on the list of, uh, of, of characters. So, yeah, he's done. Um, but, like, the, these ACs snipe this man perfectly in the middle of this field where there's no cover. Cannot hit any of the other characters somehow. Mm. And then they just like the other characters just fire guns wildly and the ACs run away. Well, it yeah. is a shame because that one scene at that moment, I was like, that was really well done. That guy getting shot, it looked good. Was it good was t- an effective scene. But then they're just like, yeah, anyways, everyone else is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Uh, ACs are afraid of gunfire for some reason. They ran away. Yeah. Jack did tell Stella to run Serpentine, which I enjoyed. <laughs> and true. then she did not. <laughs> I, know, I also noticed she didn't. The rock. It was just like, Serpentine, move! <laughs> um, and 
their journey is just them wandering, chatting. At some point, they're walking and like they walk into a swarm of bugs, which is the first time we've seen bugs on this yeah. planet. And it's so funny because they're basically black flies, essentially, is what Jack says. He's like, I got, I get by, bit by them all the time. He laughs it up when Stella gets bit by her first bug. He's like, ah, you've never been bit by a bug because you never leave Fort Haven. Then he gets bit by a bug, has a allergic, allergic reaction so severe, they pull the arm of his shirt up, and it looks like there's just like his veins are exploding out of his arm. Yeah. Like there's so much gore on this like infection that's happening on him. It looks like a horrible a poisonous spider bite. Mm-hmm. Something terrible is happening. She pulls out uh, a syringe of, I guess, I don't know, antihistamines or something? Uh, adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yeah. Injects him. And then they both have a good laugh about it. She cuts. She gets his knife and cuts out the stinger, and then basically gives him a, an epipen. Yeah, and they do have a good laugh yeah. about it. Well, this is, it's such a hor- It's such a horrifying scene. That I'm like, oh my god, what does this mean? And they're like, ha, can you believe that happened? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh wait, well, this yeah, is it. They want to show uh, uh, the journey is so perilous, and and it's such a the stakes are so high, but they don't want to commit to that because they only want to give it one scene, and everything is so fat. Like this for a show that is is slow as this show is the scenes are very very fast mm-hmm. but it's just like they're like yeah oh he's okay he's, he's hurt no he's okay anyways moving on it's a terrible 19 like terrible 1990s board game it's like if you go this <laughs> way there are bugs right. yeah, and yeah, this yeah. way is radiation and it's just like oh okay just take the straight path to the beach like it's fine you know but who knows maybe that's the more incredibly important thing these bugs will find out in episode 10 or whatever It'll give jack superpower uh, yeah so he's spider-man now. well yeah. i again thought that it might be not real Right, right, like like the diamonds, it was a, or like the dog, it That's was a more bit of a hallucination where it's just like, oh, they're biting her but not affecting her, and it's biting him but affecting him, so it's some sort of. And psychosis I mean, may, or something, but maybe that's what they'll reveal in three episodes. I don't know, but like it, it was just a scenes that happen. They get finally get to the beach, so Stella and Cass can be rescued, and you know they see the skeletons, blah blah blah, and then they just head home. Yep, and that's it. That's the episode. Yeah. It's a bunch of ideas loosely tied together eh, to no real effect at the end. Mm-hmm. So much sort of happens in a way, but none of it like makes any sense. Like none of it makes any sense within what we know of the and, show. And I'll, let me just say, and Steve, you don't know this, but this is I, I Luke, correct me if I'm wrong. This is our second of I think three episodes because the next one's gonna have the same thing, which is a character shows up just to for like one episode because they don't have barely enough characters, and then they'll just leave. But not only that, they sort of just like show up to the gate stumbling to the gate and then people run out like that happens every episode now a mysterious finger stumbles into the city and then stuff happens and they go away and then we reset to zero except for serialized elements that you're not that interested in right just tea but then they're so teased that you don't like it's just like i I learned a little bit more about ghosts this but i still don't know anything but but like that's the thing i wrote down some of the 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 storylines that are serialized you have there's cast and floor love story Mm -hmm. stella and lily's reconciliation Mm -hmm. tate's ghosts uh, the AC's plights of them being off in the wilderness, uh, Julius's political ambitions, and, and so on, so on. Like the thing with all of these is, they don't really like the sum of their parts don't add up to something greater. You just have a bunch of th- plots that aren't that interesting. And like I, I refer to it as a turd sandwich where you just keep adding more turds. <laughs> well, it's because no episode is about one of those things. Right. They're mentioned throughout an episode, but no episode is like, at the end of this episode, we're going to do a reveal that expands this mystery. Like, now now the mystery is solved, but it's opened up a new door. Like, that's what you would do on, mm. like, a, 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 a loss or something. Yeah. Right. Is that you'd be like, what's in this What's in this vault? And you finally you get in, and you're like, oh, it's not what we expected, but what we find out is it means something else. Like, But this show is just like, 
there are ghosts. There are ghosts. There are ghosts. There are ghosts. Like, what does it mean? It's like, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. There are ghosts. We already told yeah. you there's ghosts. Well, I, I again, I was looking for something somewhere that maybe there was temporal things going on because yeah, maybe, like time you know, crazy. maybe, yeah. yeah well, because maybe the radiation has to do with time anomalies because they sent down Tigger 99 and he immediately <laughs> That's the got the dumbest a- name ever. <laughs> They're really mean to these ACs to give oh. them names like that. I do thought think- it was a dog at first. Do you I think, think the there was, dog was sent down. 98 previous Tiggers that are like, hey, you dummy, you're Tigger 99. <laughs> I don't know. That was very so, funny to me. Yeah, I just I thought something was going to be revealed to to, to give you concrete to, movement to forward. Feel and there wasn't. some momentum, yeah, yeah. And there's none. There there's was just none. A, like the dog walking in behind a rock and then not coming out. I was like, oh, that's a cool shot. But it didn't mean it, anything. The show looks good. Yeah. Next time on on Outcasts, something completely different. Yeah. Like, Can okay. you believe it? There was a golden retriever. Anyways. Moving on, yeah. episode six. Here is the IMDb summary for episode six. Don't worry, don't speak. Right? We know what happened. It's okay. How do you know? Joe Sciotta told us about the AC attack, about what happened to all of you. Don't you worry about it. We're going to deal with it, all right? There were no ACs. What do you mean? Josie attacked us. She's trying to kill us both. The mystery surrounding three missing expeditionaries only deepens when one of them returns to Fort Haven. Ugh. You know what? No, no. You know what? I, I take back my side because that's exactly what this piece of crap episode is. And I'm going to say right off the bat, this is my least favorite episode of all the episodes so far. And maybe it's unjustifiably so, but I hated it. And I hated everything I don't like about this show. And there's things I like about this show. I, and I've said it before. I really like the actors. I like the look of the show. Mm-hmm. Other things that I can't think of now, <laughs> but there's things I like. I like the general idea of the show. It's just the way it's executed. I don't always like, but this show's tell and no show drives me crazy. And this episode is the worst for it. Like even the beginning, you're going to find out there's people on a, on a mission and they've gone missing, but you're just going to hear about it. Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't care about these people. I don't know who they are. I'm not going to see them till they're dead. You know? So it's like, who cares? Why do I care about this plot at all? This I, whole show is a, a walk and talk with a yeah, series oh yeah. of couples. Like that's it. Well, they, well, they, they don't know what they want to be. Do you want to be the West wing? Is that what you want to be? Yeah. But they don't want to, put the time in for that do you want to be Battlestar Galactica well they they don't want to do that do you want to be Star Trek they don't really want to do that so like we'll just take pieces of all these shows that you like and the veneer and the look of it is of this really good show but once you start watching it you're like oh the writing's bad that's yeah. the main problem is the writing's bad everyone's trying but the writing's just bad and and British television has money like they, they oh, usually it's, it's not about money so this, this show money. is not about money this show has the money it's, yeah. the writing is bad so why not show us the black ops mission where they maybe got attacked there Something needs to be happened. more scenes with Stella walking around <laughs> but yeah that, I mean that we start off it's a search party looking for three missing XP's um, one of them we learn has a whole family of kids mm-hmm. one of them has a pregnant wife and uh, the third one has a nothing, I guess. Yeah, I think he was the guy that well, got no. shot last what, week. What, what it is is, <laughs> what it is is, if he doesn't have a family, he has nothing. Yeah. So don't even talk about it. Like he has a dog. Who cares? Because <laughs> we don't meet them really at first, no. so we just kind of get this explanation for who they are. And apparently, the XPs uh, who are still alive, they're all searching the wilderness, and they're and there's this weird scene at the top. They're like looking everywhere. It's like huge search parties, and they start seeing flares going off. And they're like, oh, that's their flare over there. And then one, and then it's too far away. It couldn't possibly be them. And then further away there's another one that goes off and they're like oh but maybe that's their flare like that's definitely their emergency flare 
Oh no, they know it's their flag. They've well, identified well, what's weird it. About, but no, I don't know what it, like it didn't mean anything. No. No, because what what the, what I think they're trying to say is like they're looking for this group. They assume the group is together. They see a flare after days of looking. They go, that's where they might be. They go over where the flare is and no one's there. Then they see another flare go off and they go, let's run over there. And they go over there and there's no flare there. So I would think, well one, people could separate. So their flares could be in two different areas. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but they seem they cannot figure that out. But what I would think is, well someone's screwing with me. Something's funny here because if we keep seeing the flare and there's no one there, something hinky's happening. But they go, they're like, huh. Anyways, but but I mean, and then that's the thing. That's the mystery that's set up. It's like, why are all these flares going off? Where are the people? They never answer that question. No. no. Well, at one point, Cass get teamed up with uh, Jack. Let's just jump ahead to that. Yeah. And and Cass says to him, you know what you call a flare uh, in one zone followed by a flare in immediate opposite zone. And then nobody answers that question. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you call it a trap. Somebody say <laughs> yeah. the word trap. Yeah, that's but the thing. You would think this whole thing is going to be a tightening of a noose on these people. Like these people went out uh, exploring, got captured in some way, and now they're being used as bait yeah, so yeah. they can get the rest of the XPs, which would make sense because they send out everyone for what? No, only this time. Every the time else. Most people we've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And, but then New it's record. Like, uh, to, to what effect? None. 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 I, I never, there's never an explanation for these random flares going off with nobody at them. They truly doesn't even yeah. make sense in the episode itself. But it doesn't make yeah. any sense. They're able to identify the flares. By sight. <laughs> By sight. And be like, oh no, that's Julie's flare. And clearly, yeah, I know. Clearly well, I, I, I wasn't sure if they were like color coordinated, but they, they're just Both flares. just red flares. No. I, uh, insane. Anyway, um, this is going on. Uh, one of these uh, missing XPs, Josie, just wanders back into town of her own accord. and uh, She stumbles into the front as uh, every character that we <laughs> learn stumbles to the gate. Start, it, the first episode started with that one guy walking in, and yep. since then we love to go every back to Every episode, it. they just, I'm injured, and then someone's like, yeah, I guess we'll open the door. Um, and she explains that uh, while they were out on, this, uh, on their journey... The uh, ACs attack them in the wilderness, and she's the only one who got away. And um, she's uh, very excited to be reunited with her children, uh, who, of course, are just like, Mommy's acting weird. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on a separate note, when she saluted, like she got in, she's like, and she salutes and she's like, I was just like, give me a break. I don't know why that bothered me so much. I'm like, oh, you're so tough. You saluted. No, immediately it was like, something is up here. Yeah. Like, well, it's very funny because she comes back. Meets her kids and we're like the music and everyone's like sideways glances tells us something's wrong with mm-hmm. Josie. But my favorite part is she comes back. She's been beaten up. She's been out in the woods. She goes to lay down in bed and to drive home that something weird's happening. Her son says, "Mummy doesn't usually take naps. Mummy doesn't usually get attacked by people either. Yeah, yeah. it was just like I'm like, that's not a good example of what's weird about yeah. her, you guys. But Mom I- doesn't sleep during the day because she's taking care of you three monsters yeah. like i i my, i had a note though that when she comes and she uh she gives her a big explanation about how she got attacked and stuff i wrote it's boring because this is tv i'd rather see it yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like i don't want to hear people tell stories of interesting shows that i'm not watching yeah um and the mystery deepens when she goes to have dinner with her kids but she can't remember what the prayer is <laughs> they're their, like their house prayer mommy you forgot to say the house prayer and she's uh, like yeah. oh yeah again though uh, you do <laughs> Yeah. And this is a nitpicky point, but so little effort is given into what this religion is. Mm-hmm. So all the prayers are these weird generic, like if we just came up with right now, like I pray to the ceiling God. It's like, what is this? It's like, are you ad-libbing it? Oh, I think I thought that was their, like I call it their house prayer because I thought it was just the family. That was their like, yeah, they it, just did that. Theirs felt like a little bit jokey too. Yeah. Because it was like, thanks for the food, wink. They're, well, they something. said like, it was weird. It's like, God damn it, let's eat or something. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a tw- like a, they cursed in the middle of. Yeah, it, or it was like a it was like a funny prayer. Yeah, 
So, but even that was that was weird. But let me just say, I know this is only plot one, and we're gonna also have a plot about a lady having a baby and the uh, other things. Just I'm making it now. Stella is in every scene, every scene. and in every plot line, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> she's Impo- all yeah, impossibly so. Impossibly so. She's driving the one vehicle. Like literally, there's someone having a baby. She's with the scene, and then next scene, she'll be talking to Tate, and then she'll be outside. I'm like, guys, she's literally um, in a medical emergency yeah, at one point, yeah. and then also wandering around talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> also, never washes her hands. Gross. Gross. Um. At any rate, so this is the big mystery. It's like, who is this lady? Not who she says. I was she like, is? yes. Obviously. She clearly is because she's obvious and there's because nothing the, interesting about it. The music tells me it's yeah. true. No. Uh, at any rate, at this point, Jack and his XPs do manage to find a second one of these missing XPs. And he immediately explains that uh, the Aces did not attack them when they were out in the wildness. Mm-hmm. Josie, in fact, murdered one of them and then now, came, attacked the now, other one. Did you feel this was a little unfair? Because they immediately go, yes, white man, I'm going to listen to you, but not listen to the white woman. <laughs> it was, I mean, they, they, they immediately arrest her. They it, don't like bring them both in a room and go... Guys, there's a um, little inconsistencies, inconsistencies yeah. here. It was very funny because they, she, he's like, Josie attacked us. And so you're like, okay, well, they're going to have to figure this out. But what they do is they storm her kitchen in the middle of dinner and drag her away at gunpoint in front of her children who are yeah. they're just traumatized, yeah. just horribly traumatized. Yeah, I know. Why didn't they just go, uh, we, need, we're to gonna, talk to we need to talk to your mother in private, take her into the hallway and go, look, we're going to be putting you into uh, a cell. So we're going to have you, you know. Yeah, talk yeah. to your children for a couple minutes and it's just like and this seems like a show where they would take the time to do that but they just don't in, in a show where there's no action they abruptly just yeah. do like the most like outlandishly yeah. version of the thing and scene. manhandle the children like, oh yeah at one point they've got the eldest in like a sleeper hold she's passing out it's incredible <laughs> it is very funny um but on top of the mystery of who's this mysterious Josie character, there's another secret mystery underneath the layer of mystery in that the XPs really won't talk about what they were doing out on this. What, these three XPs are. Everybody's asking, like, well, why were they out there? And Jack's always like, none of your business. I can send people out into the wilderness any way I want. And what we come to learn is Jack conspired with Julius, the evil preacher, to send three XPs on a black op to assassinate Rudy the leader of the ACs. Well, this is where you have a council meeting. You start the episode with a council meeting where they're sitting around being like, we need to kill the XPs. Everybody says, you're not no. wrong. Jack explodes and says, we need to, sh-. and then, then we have the secret operation. It yeah, makes yeah. sense, but. That, no, no, no. We just find out, well, via like whispers. Well, what we do get is one scene though where Tate and Jack sort of have a somewhat tense conversation argument where he's like, you don't have the authority to do that. And Jack's like, yes, I do. And they go, Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, well, do they do, do they or Does don't they? Not. Like, I don't know. And I still don't know the difference between the the uh, S&Ps and the Yeah, all the, all the, all the anagrams. Acronyms. Acronyms. <laughs> I don't know the difference in any of them. So many letters. No, I know. So uh, this is basically what is there was some secret mission Julius did off the books to kill Rudy and basically, I don't know, start a civil war with the ACs yeah. or whatever. Who and, knows? It doesn't make any sense. And the problem is there is there are no books. No one is keeping <laughs> yeah, no books on know. anything in this in this town. But to complicate this and make it even more confusing, so these three were sent out to kill Rudy the AC. Mm-hmm. Before they got there, Josie attacks and kills the other two, or attacks and kills one one of them and hurts the other one. She comes back to town. So yeah. the assassination mission never comes to any fruition. They don't get close. Yeah. It never happens. But we cut to Rudy the AC with all his AC gang around him, and he's like, hey, we got to get him back for trying to assassinate me. I'm sending my two best assassins to break into Fort Haven to assassinate Jack. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? what? You don't know this happened. You have no You have no information. Yeah. I thought w- at some point these guys were all, they tried to exterminate them, right? 
years and years ago. Okay, I thought that was the the retribution he was seeking. No, because they're after Jack specifically, but they're the the retribution there. They would they don't like the president because the president made that call years ago. They have no they have no particular qualm with Jack. No, they're after they're after Tate. No, no, they're they after the leader of the XPs. Okay, so Jack, if you're listening now. Go back and watch the episode and see who's right. <laughs> but here's the thing, because I will, because we can talk about this. The XPs will, or the ACs will come. The two assassins they send out, who never speak, they're just like super sneaky. Yeah, they're able to break into the thing. into the apparently sand uh, foundation <laughs> of the. Yeah, they of dig the under a base. wall. You're you were talking about the impenetrable security yeah. of. Uh, I just loved. It. I loved it. They barely gave any effort. They're like, yeah, it's sand. That's what they dig. I'm like, what is this dune? <laughs> they'll knock the power out and they'll go right after Jack. They don't go after anyone else. They're there to get Jack. Interesting. Okay. I thought it was Tate. No, that's what's so weird. It yeah. should be Tate. Anyway, we'll keep going. Okay. So do there's this Do sec- we have to? There's a second assassination now happening in the background. Whatever, who cares. Um and while all of this is going on and Stella is also busy with a million things, she also gets a call on a radio in her office, which I guess must be one of the XP radios. But the radio comes through and it's just like it's a woman's voice and she's like, "Help me, I'm very badly hurt. Here are my coordinates." <laughs> It's me, Josie. Yeah. No, but but you know what I like is this is maybe the one of the few things I liked about this episode because it reminded me of something that I always laugh at in movies. Like you have it a lot of times in movies and TV show where someone calls someone else and like, hey, meet me at sixth and fifth, uh, and it, the address is blah blah blah, and the person's always like, got it, and they remember it. Whereas if I was in that situation, someone told me something, I would have forgotten immediately. I'm like, sorry, one more time. But at least in this episode, Josie gives. Stella all the information she needs and she goes uh-huh and leaves and then Tate goes who called she goes it was uh, Josie and he goes where did she say she was she goes oh yeah I I, I didn't pay attention yeah <laughs> did you record it no no I, I I just I didn't pay attention and I was like at least that's accurate accurate but it was funny that it would have actually been important to the show that she would have you know yeah. grabbed a pen well and and she's confused because obviously she has currently they have Stella locked up in a prison cell or Stella has Josie locked up in a prison cell cuz she gets this call immediately goes and looks in the prison cell says oh, Josie is here so who's calling me on the radio and the president when she tells the president about the president's like hey listen i know it's weird but uh, ghosts are about so <laughs> maybe we want to look into this and you as you just said she doesn't know where the coordinates were mm-hmm. but she knows exactly where to send Cast and floor. She's like, Cast and floor, go to exactly these coordinates yeah. in the middle of the wilderness where I got this call from. Yeah, because they just need, because they're running a little long. That's all. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's also this weird thing, too, where so they find out this that maybe there's another Josie out there somewhere. Something weird's happened. The president already believes in the supernatural. So the president goes and visits these kids and he's like, Hey, kids, was your mom acting weird? Did you notice anything? And they're like, Yes, very <laughs> weird. And she's like, He's like, Why don't I take the three of you? to the prison with your evil doppelganger mom. Wouldn't that be fun? And I'm just like, why is he bringing the kids with him to see evil Josie? Yeah, get him out of the house. That makes sense, because if evil Josie does escape well, I, that's what I thought he was in the do. next few minutes... He brings them right to her cell. <laughs> yeah. Well, She'll they, never look for you here. But they also didn't give the time to show... Like, th- this plot is really a whole episode, is what they should have uh, allotted for it, of her impersonating someone or whatever it is because we don't really evil know. Josie's out yeah, there. that mm-hmm. she slowly starts revealing that she knows doesn't something's you know, wrong something's yeah. wrong but they just like why didn't the mom do it the mom has been horribly attacked and she's injured and she's been uh, starving out the wilderness she comes back and they're like she usually finishes her second portion she's acting <laughs> weird it's like well that's not enough to, no, you know, like, know. and also because we don't know this character, we don't know that she's acting weird because it could have been a character we've met before, so you know they're acting different. But as a viewer, you just have to have them go, yeah, they're acting different. How? 
because and don't worry, are. we told you, we, we told true. you, and well, it's like it just doesn't work. Later on, at the end of the episode, no spoilers. Uh, the kids will be like, uh, she wanted to know what love was. I'm like, well, well, there's a scene we could have watched. Yeah, it, it is very funny. I, I mean, basically, what happens now is Cass and Flora go out to look for this mysterious radio signal. Yes, and they get out there. They're like very poo pooing. They're like, well, we already have her. Why are we out here looking for nothing? They don't find anything, even though we, the viewer, see that Josie is, in fact, injured laying next to a rock where they're standing. And then Wait, Waving at them. The <laughs> AC assassins knock all the power off at Fort Haven, so they're like, oh, we got to get back and like help out with whatever this power outage is. Mm-hmm. But for no apparent reason, and we'll see this two scenes later, it's just like something you cut back and it's like, uh, Cass left his water bottle on the rock when they left her in such a hurry. Yeah. It was like a thermos. I think it was soup. Soup, yeah. yeah like <laughs> left a thermos of soup he brought with him. It was a nice them. chowder. Yeah. And Josie gets it, drinks it, and she's like, all better. (laughs) Power's up. So good Josie is now fine again. And this is where they go back. Cass and Floor rush back. They're like, oh, we got to deal with this power outage. The president's just like, get the XPs, get Jack. Let's, like, lock the city down and make sure everyone's okay. Cass and Floor, the only police officers who work here, (laughs) go to visit. Jack is just like, I just got off shift and I'm in the middle of a card game. So can I finish my card game before we deal with this, like, new crisis? And... Cass and Flora are both like, okay, and they sit down to watch the card game play out. Yeah. I'm just like, you guys are in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. This is the best scene, though. But it's a scene, so yeah, they can have a thing where they realize the people are crouching and The assassins up. are yeah, here. They're yeah. up behind him, and uh, so Cass can be like, hey, what time is it? 12 o'clock? Or whatever like signal he gives to let him know that there's guys there. Yeah, there's a whole conversation between, like, in code, mm-hmm. not at all about poker. But that they're behind, like yeah, it's I'd be so like, good. I, I think they're they're giving signals to each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, so it is very funny. It is just like, but it's anyway. So it's going to be a counter ambush to counter the ambush the ACs are about to do on Jack, and they all jump up at the same time, and they just all start firing. They are seven feet, ten yeah, feet away oh from yeah, each other. Maybe. They are firing <laughs> twenty five bullets. <laughs> one person gets shot. One person gets injured. All our heroes are on. Un- I'm just like you guys are. Point blank range. Yeah. Just firing wildly at each and other. The 12 year old AG, AC, CA, uh, <laughs> had an, a, an assault rifle, had like an automatic weapon. Yeah. He unfortunately bought, brought blanks. That was the problem. <laughs> and it, it basically wraps up with they kill one of the ACs and they capture the other one, which I guess will probably come up in a future episode because it doesn't matter for the rest of this episode. No. They throw Can I just, at- just mention one quick thing? And I'm sorry to cut you off there. No, no, of course. A lot of this can be solved by, couldn't they have just, when Josie came back and was acting weird and they heard two different stories, couldn't they have just put her in that little memory device? Oh my God, yeah, just <laughs> put her in the DBV. Put it, there, you, solved. There you go. You find out if she's not Josie, she's not going to have Josie's memories. Problem so doesn't solved. That, doesn't that solve the problem? Absolutely. All right. I'm, this, I'm done. I'm done for the day. This is the issue with this society. They don't set anything up. You think <laughs> you would have a system like, oh, you, you've just come in from the wilderness. We need to test you for radiation. Oh, you've got a weird story and you're acting weird. Okay, we're going to put you in the machine. We're going to see what right, happened. Right, right. Like, it's, it's so loosey-goosey, that gateway. Yeah. Anyone can come and go. It doesn't make any sense. If you, just, you can walk in with a pocket full of diamonds anytime you want. <laughs> pocket full of diamonds. I love that old song. Um, anyway, they so they stop this insane assassination attempt against Jack for whatever reason. And evil Josie, because the power has gone out, the cell doors are set to open when the power goes out, as you would of course. for a cell door. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Built by Arkham. Well, and he also says, Tate says later, because uh, someone runs in, I think it's Stellan, like, or no, it's Julius, goes, uh, what happens when the power goes out? And he goes, don't worry, all the integral parts <laughs> of our society have generators, so there's, you know, life support and all that. Right. I'm like, 
Well, you would have it for prison cells, I'd assume, but no, not they, not they don't consider cell. that important. And be, I guess because the president brought the kids to the jail, Josie breaks out and is able to like kidnap the children immediately. Right, immediately snaps them up. Um, why? For love. Well, that's what we'll find out later when they ask the kids, like, why did she? Why did evil Josie take you? Uh, she gave them a quiz about what, what love is about. Hey, love, tell me about love. But what? But why? Because why? the planet's sentient and wants to learn about love, Jordan. But why? Why take them? Why not just? integrate into society and learn it no no you gotta yeah, give a oh little my. quiz a little multiple yeah. choice quiz yeah. do you know how many app uh, or scenes you would actually have to show if right. that was the case it's much yeah. easier to tell yeah much easier to tell that uh, mommy that evil mommy asked us what love was and we said it was nice and she left <laughs> yeah you know that type of thing where they show two actors that are like are the same actor but they're playing two different characters in the same scene couldn't afford to do that couldn't so afford to do that well i mean that's what we're gonna say is like you know we've if we haven't teased it but like she's a double She's a doppelganger. Yeah, there's evil Josie yeah. and there's yeah, evil Josie. Like, but are you going to get any of those scenes? Like we even gotten Quark, where you get the two of them like at a scene uh, facing off. You're not. That's not what they want this show to be. And I think to its detriment. Yeah. Yeah. At, at any rate, what happens is yeah, good Josie wanders back into Fort Haven. But of course, since the evil Josie just left, everybody pulls a gun on her and like yeah. like <laughs> she's just like I've been lost in the wilderness for days and I heard people trying to try to find me but no one found me and I'm finally back and they're like get on the ground or we'll blow your brains yeah. out. Yeah. She didn't salute. That's what fucking happened. She didn't That's what salute. Happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she she didn't thank for her service. Anyways, <laughs> uh, at any rate, they 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 throw her in a cell and there's like a big scene. I guess XPs have their separate a separate jail system. Sure. Whatever. Chicken wire. And and like <laughs> Jack's really interrogating her, and she's like, "I'm telling you, I was in the woods, and I heard this man and woman come looking for me, but they didn't find me." And this is enough for Cass to be like, "Oh, wait a minute." Maybe that was me and Floor. Maybe she is telling the truth about being a doppelganger who came back suddenly. Where's my soup? <laughs> Did you find my soup? Was it minestrone? You are telling the truth. It was such a such a stretch. At any rate, Cass is like, okay, I believe she's telling the truth. So I'm going to break. Her. So I pull. He pulls his gun. He's like, I'm breaking her out of prison now, and. He breaks good Josie out because he believes her for some reason, which isn't really in his character because no. we've seen now at least three times where he always he, does status quo. He does. Yeah, he does the status quo. He does whatever the government has essentially told him to do. Regardless. Well, Tate does tell him to break her out. Yeah, Tate does Tate give him the ghost. Well, that's true. Yeah, Tate does ghosts. give him the go ahead. Right. Yeah, Tate's like, well, if she said she, you saw her before, ghosts. So you got to get out of there. Um, <laughs> this whole episode, Liam Cunningham just like sits back in a chair and is like, mm-hmm, ghosts. Ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Let's move forward, everyone. Um, anyway, they break her out. <laughs> so funny because he's like, Josie, if you were to take your kids anywhere on a nice field trip, where would you go? And she's like, oh, we always go picnic outside the wall. And he's like, let's go there. And then you cut and they're like wandering through the wilderness. And she's just like, hey, by the way, you never mentioned why you're so jumpy. And like you keep pulling out your gun. Like what's going <laughs> on? He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say. Uh, your evil doppelganger's on the loose, and she's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Anyway, I know wasn't that odd that they hadn't told her the whole time they went and they're Cass and her have been walking forever to find yeah. her kids, and hasn't mentioned that an evil doppelganger has stolen them." No. Yeah, which also, why would they have gone to the point where the picnic is? The doppelganger doesn't know about it. The the kids actually run away from the doppelganger and then hide out. Oh, yeah. That's oh, my understanding. That's what's happening. Yeah, uh, I, I got very confused midway. Yeah, this episode. I, I think they the the oldest one was like, "Okay, we're gonna." We're outside we'll the go walls. Hide. We'll hide here. Uh, I see. Did you have that a place uh, uh, that you designated with your parents where you'd go to if you were abducted? Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me neither. 
You didn't have your breakout bag in your zombie uh, apocalypse location? If an evil doppelganger of me comes to try to get you, what you need to do is run outside of the house and hide in the woods. I'll come find you. The dog's name is Wolfie. Remember. (laughs) Which I actually thought was going to happen. When she was like one-legging it back to town, I thought, you know, we got this badass army uh, right, right. Woman. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's gonna come back, find her evil doppelganger with her children, just and fucking kill her. And like, you yeah. know, it's gonna be an awesome action moment. No, what happens is <laughs> they get to the rock where they have the picnics. The kids just appear out of nowhere yep. and just run up to their mom. They're like, "Mommy, it's you. You're not evil. You're the good one." And uh, they're like, "Oh, it's why did they? She kidnap you? She wanted to learn about love. Cool." Uh, and then Jack appears with all his armed men. He's just like. Just, you killed all my ma- you killed all my men I'm gonna yeah and Cassie like no it's not her there's clearly two of them and then he's like and to make my point here <laughs> she is showing up just conveniently finally we get the scene where we see them both in the same shot and the evil one just steps up on top of a rock above them and like doesn't say anything she just stands there and for a like, second hi and then she leaves <laughs> and Jack's just like looks at both them and he says but which one's the real one <laughs> yeah. and the little boy the six year old boy looks up and says this one's the real one, dummy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess it's supposed to be a joke, but the music is so like hard driving intensity. I'm like, did you guys throw a joke in here that I'm supposed to get? And then like the doppelganger just, yeah, turns just turns around, walks away. And Cass is like, well, let's all pretend this never happened. Yeah. End of scene. Not a pursue. Like, no. Well, well no. We, we, yeah. They, that's the thing. They just go like, all right, she's gone. I guess we don't need to deal with this. It's like, but I think you do. Yeah. I think you do need to. And then we get a weird scene where, for some reason, Tate's like, we never, it never happened. Let's like, like suppress this Let's politically. But I don't understand to what end. Why? There's no political pressure that he has to do it. Why not say, guys, we have to make an announcement. Everyone be on yeah, the alert. There's people security. who are doubling people yeah. out here. And it, then next week on, something completely different. Yeah. Like, well, and it's so funny too, because I thought the same thing also about like, there's this whole thing. Last episode was all about, hey, I want to make diamonds so that people don't trust each other and we have a big argument. And like, this is, seems to be Julie's whole plan is so disconsent or disconcern or whatever, discontent to uh, take over the town and become the leader. And I'm Dis- just like, Discord? Discord, thank you. Um, and then at this moment, I'm just like, oh, well, this is it. Jack should grab a hold of this doppelganger thing because this is insanely scary. This is what you should be using. Mm-hmm. Jack doesn't seem to care one way or the other about doppelgangers. Well, and no. it also doesn't play into the, as we mentioned before, the button scene, which is Julius calling up to the ship again, and he's like, hey, anyways, uh, uh, we've really got to push, kill these ACs. Everything, Everything's good. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. No, well, that's just, it's so funny. It wasn't like, um, guys, uh, you might want to hold off for a bit. We've got doubles here now. <laughs> it's going to make some complications. His final scene, too, is like, so insane in that he goes to see the president and like he has been very cartoonish up till now but like this show's still attempting to be somewhat subtle but he walks in to see the president he just walks in he's just like and he's like walks up to him he's like we have to kill the acs we have to kill them mm-hmm. all and the president's just like oh is that why you did a secret mission behind my back to like kill the to kill rudy and julie says that's not what i'm here to talk about <laughs> he literally says that's not what i'm here to talk about and storms off yeah and i was just yeah. like what was that yeah and you know what? The British villain on the American show works for me. <laughs> the American villain on the British show, he's not pulling it off. Because the accent is not helping him out. Yeah, I all. think it's the writing's not helping him out. Yeah, no, it's, that's it's for sure. Tough. But if at least he sounded cool, you'd be like, okay. <laughs> and Jordan, you teased this and mentioned it, and I'm not going to spend much time with it, but there is a subplot where we mentioned one of the missing XP's wife is pregnant. Yeah. And as we know, there's a problem with people giving birth in Fort Haven. Right. So there's this whole subplot about how her 
her giving birth to a baby is going to be very important. So Stella needs to focus all her energy on this birth being successful. And then halfway through the episode, they're like, oh, complications. The mother might die or the baby might die. We can only choose one. And then there's like this whole moral mm. thing where Julius is like, how can you play God? And she's just like, well, I need to pick what's good for the town. Mm-hmm. Uh, spot on. Spot on. Dead on <laughs> impression. And Isla's not paying the most attention to this. And I literally thought, because there's a whole medical sequence that's happening where it's like, we, we're not going to be able to save them both. And then we cut to the end of the episode and the mom's holding the baby. And yep, like, saved them both. And I was like, oh, so you saved them both. Yeah. So there yeah. was no conflict at all here. Well, this whole thing of the kids being super precious is kind of undermined by having three so children. So many kids everywhere. Well, my point was, who cares about the babies now? You guys can double the population with whatever's happening out in the desert. Yeah, yeah, Doppelgangers. Yeah. Just double everyone. Yeah. Done. Everybody's got to double. You're yeah. fine. You double the population over. Oh, you lost a child, did you? Voila. Here's another one. <laughs> yeah. You know, you think about like good no baby movies or no baby shows, you know, think children of yeah, men, yeah. right? Like there's a, a, a malaise, a discontent, mm-hmm. a, a general grayness in the world with no children. And this, I don't get it. It's just fucking it is pirate so- radio and diamonds everywhere. Like, yeah. It is so funny because this pregnant woman at some point is just like, hey, Stella, why do you keep hovering over me nonstop 24-7 like my baby's important or something? I'm like, does the rest of society, have they not clued in? No, no. because she even says, she says at one point, I know there's been, there hasn't been a lot of babies and I'm the first baby, I'm having the first baby for a while, but no one has clued in how bad the population growth is. Or they just don't care. It's so yeah. weird. It is so weird. I, like, I just can't get a sense of this world in any way, shape, or form. There's yeah. no color in the world there's no you know uh, uh, minutiae right there's no newspaper there's nothing on the walls there's no it feels very hollow well the, the world building is is quite bad yeah in this show it to a surprising degree but again it i think its intentions is to be nuanced and subtle mm-hmm. but it's not no and and the world building is left to well the viewer will wait for it we'll just mention it and figure it out later but it's like but as a viewer you're just given nothing to grasp onto right well it's like the red cards right it was mentioned in one line in one episode we never see anybody flash their id or swipe I, yeah, I've in never anywhere seen a, or like, a single person spend a dime in this town or no. discuss how they pay for well anything. it's those things that don't seem like they're important but when you realize they're lacking in a show you realize how important these details are yeah well you think battlestar galactica right everything that was square had cut corners on it. It was all mm. beveled edges and, you know, and there was just a little detail that somebody probably was like, oh, that'd be cool. We should do that. But they did it. They did it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we created a look. And in this show, I don't... Where it's like nothing. we mentioned, and not, I know we're, we're going long, but why are there no vehicles? Yeah. Why? <laughs> they just aren't. They just said uh, you can't fly, but why? Yeah, you're right. Why can't you have a go-kart? You've never yeah. said, are we going to find out? It's like, oh, go-karts don't work here like planes. It's like, but why? Well, there's there's space travel. Well, that's, it, once you establish space travel and inter... It's because they just need characters walking in hallways. That's all. Yeah. Because they're like, well, we need people walking, so... And and in Wales? Is it is it Welsh? Are they sh- shooting in Wales? No, I, where they're I shooting. I think they might be in South Africa, perhaps. Really? I, I vaguely think I looked at this at some point and they shot it like in South Africa. But okay. I could be wrong. I right, could be right. wrong. I, that was my impression on it. I know we've harped on this long enough, and we'll get to the ratings. I just want to note one more thing about just the insanity of this show, is that in these two episodes, basically, we've now established mysterious doppelgangers coming out. Mm-hmm. Ghosts or invisible dogs, like, this is existing here. And we also know, like, there are caveman skeletons and diamonds and all those things. There's a moment at the end of one of these episodes where Stella and the president sit down to theorize what's happening. And their theory they get to was baffling to me. They're like, well, based on everything we've learned, I think we can safely say 
the planet killed those cavemen. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I was like, how, how on earth did you get to that conclusion? It'd be yeah. funnier if you saw the skeleton. One's clearly holding a knife, and there's like a hole in the other one's skull. <laughs> They're like, it's clearly the planet that did it. Case it, closed. It was just so wild to me. I'm like, I was like, is that where this is headed? It's the planet that killed the sentient life on it. I just thought this. Like, I was at this point. I was just like, the planet's alive, and it's just creating these things. Mm-hmm. But no, no. Apparently, the planet is killing. The Neanderthal. It does like it's crazy. This show. Unrelated. Yeah. It was shot in South Africa. Oh, it was okay. Oh, there you go. Good call. All right. Well, let's get to ratings, you guys. Uh, let's start with episode five. Uh, Steve, why don't you start us off? You know what? I, can I uh, can I defer and and get to Jordan because I just don't know where the the ratings are for this show. Where have you guys been? Uh, well, that's part of the fun. That's why we like uh, to make you go okay, first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I won't. I won't uh, mess with the system. Because you, it's it's your personal personal opinion. Look, coming in episode five. When I watched it, I was like, oh, uh, this is cool. I don't know. I don't understand anything. Maybe they'll tell me something. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they tell you nothing about anything for every episode. Uh, it looks great, and it has amazing actors, and half the fun is just being, oh, I know that person from that thing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the casting director did a great job. Yeah, yeah. So Give look, them an award. Yeah. Out of 10, right? Mm-hmm. 10 diamonds? 10, 10 diamonds. Yeah, 10 so diamonds. Uh, out of 10 diamonds, I'm going to give this like a, a 6.5 diamonds. 6.5. It's totally watchable, just episode 5. Do, <laughs> not ap- do not watch episode 1 through 4. Do not watch episode 6. In a vacuum, 5 is totally totally reasonable. Luke, what do you think? I, I and Very funnily, in some ways, I agree with you, is that like episode five is better than previous episodes in some ways, though still suffering from every single fault. But because that actor they got to play pa- uh, Pack, mm-hmm. Patrick Baxter, short for Patrick Baxter. Um, he, it's not Pax for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Or Pax. Uh, <laughs> he is, he's great. He's doing a great job here. They really layer on the mysteries and none of it adds up with the, and you spend any time with it at all. But it's still like, better but i don't know it's still a problem i'm gonna go 4.5 yeah my my ratings will be dropping dramatically <laughs> at this point because i've given this show the the benefit of the doubt and i think i've been in some ways it's, you're very much where where steve is now you were there at yeah the beginning. and i just i'm just getting tired of that they're just not answering anything and it what i what it real i've realized is there isn't a real bible for this i don't think they know where they're going and yeah. i think they think We'll just tie this together eventually, and it's annoying me. Three to ten. Oh. <laughs> All right, Steve. What about episode six? Episode six. So we're we're out of diamonds now. We're what out of we diamonds. Got, we got we're doppelgangers. doppelgangers. Okay, so is there a ten doppelgangers? Ten doppelgangers. So it's actually only five. It's... <laughs> no, ten extra doppelgangers. Yeah. It's oh, twenty. Okay. It's I twenty see. people. Um, no, this is this one sucks. Yeah. Uh, because they missed every opportunity. So I'm going to say three doppelgangers out of ten. How do you ruin a doppelganger episode, honestly? You yeah. tell you don't show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine having a doppelganger episode and not putting them together? It is unbelievable. Yeah. You get it for a quarter second at the end of the episode. But it's they, crazy. The, the back doppelganger is so out of focus. They might rack focus in, like, in it's just, scene. It's just she, like, she comes and she, like, farts and walks away. And they're like, <laughs> Mom wouldn't do that. It's, like, it's the worst thing ever. I would argue they might not have even actually done a true doppelganger shot. Because I believe when they shoot her up top, you they cut out the head of the actress yeah. below it. So I don't even I don't even think they ever actually did a split screen. No, they didn't. They didn't give her a mustache or anything. <laughs> um, I, I it's, it's a bad episode. Yeah. It's, it's a mess. It's all tell no show and then even when there is action it's either her getting arrested in a way that makes no sense in front of her children like it's an overreaction or it's when they try to the ac's try to assassinate jack and you're just like okay well everyone's dead <laughs> everyone's dead now but they don't know how to stage action either I- i'm gonna go a two for this Oof. 
Uh, I'm still going to go lower than that. I hated this episode. I had to watch this in... Honestly, I was checking the time on it every five minutes and going, there's no way this is how time is moving. <laughs> um, I mean, I was having my own weird planet thing happening because it's just like, there's no way time could work like this. One out of 10. One I hated this episode. One doppelganger. Is that just one doppelganger? Just one person, they don't even get a doppelganger. It's one person, they haven't even found their doppelganger. Oh. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Not even a split screen shot for that one. <laughs> well, that ra- that one was rated one, two, and three. Yikes. <laughs> uh, pretty rough going for it's, the old honestly, outcasts. Th- it c- they can't get worse than this. That episode has to be the the low watermark, right? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I Here's the thing. The next two episodes are the conclusion of the season. They must reveal something about what's happening on the show, right? Well, there's it's, it's a weird thing because there's interesting ideas. The ideas that... The planet is maybe manifesting people's memories as corporeal forms. Okay, there's something interesting there. The The planet might be trying to kill them through uh, its own natural disasters. Okay, there's something interesting there. They've sent off some people off to the wilderness because they are genetically modified and they don't consider them as real humans. Yeah. They're subhumans. There's something interesting there. It's the way they go about everything. They're like, what's the least interesting way we can tell this story? And I, every time it's like they're batting, they they're they batting a thousand every time. Every time. <laughs> well, listen, I know not to spoil anything, dragsters. If you haven't watched uh, seven <laughs> and eight, dragsters, I forgot. But uh, we're getting double Liam Cunningham. Uh, oh, next, is he coming next week? On we saw a quick oh, shot that of right? a double. Liam I never Cunningham. watched what's coming. I turned oh. it off so fast. Okay, I, it's it, these shows are a full hour long, and I'm I I'm you happy to cut door. a little early. <laughs> I, I I hit it. stop on the thing, and then we looked in the mirror to see how much I'd aged watching. <laughs> I I might watch seven and eight for my own enjoyment, just to see, just to see what the hell happens. So. Do you think though, just watching eight will be like amazing? They'll just wrap everything up. Here here's the thing, and we've already said this on the podcast, but this is going to be an inhuman situation where mm-hmm. it's a it's a season one that is essentially a pilot for a more interesting season. Yeah, the arrival of D ten or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Which this could have just been, and I think you're right. This should just be the backstory that the viewer doesn't really need to see but that the writers have figured out right so that everything else makes sense for what the actual show is and you could pepper these things in along to do the world building but this is not a season yeah, yeah. of television no you could probably cut this into maybe it's a feature length pilot but yeah this this six hours of tv is a pilot mm-hmm. yeah well, it would be nicer to be confused for two hours than for eight hours or whatever You're right. this episode is. Honestly, like, if all of this stuff had happened in two hours, you'd be really excited to see what the next episode yeah, was. I was. And, episode and, five. And again, we'll make the point. It looks good. The actors are good. The actual setting's interesting. It's just, it's the storytelling. Yeah. I think of, of all the shows you've ever done, watch Man and Machine. But then if you don't watch Man and Machine, <laughs> watch Outcast. That's what I would say. <laughs> that was on the DVD. I don't know why you're watching this. You should be watching Man and Machine. But if you're not watching Man and Machine, check out this one. Check out Ask Outcast. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming back and joining us for this. Absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, it was um, great having you this late in this series because it like was nice to have an outside perspective. It was of, very yeah, of, uh, an outcast perspective. Also, you can on see outcast. how, yeah, how, how angry we've gotten. <laughs> you guys sour after. Like, listen, you don't go- do good sci-fi shows. We That's tried. not what this is. We, we tried. tried. I, this was my pick, and I really tried. It was. I thought, it was close. I, I looked at it. and I was like, "Oh, this is a winner." In yeah. theory, I think in theory it looks like a winner, but it failed for a reason. Also, I I gotta say, now that we've said it three times, but the title "Outcasts," this show should be about the ACs. Yes, they're the absolutely. only outcast on it, and they're barely a character. Mm. <laughs> mm. No one else is an outcast on the show. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. So, uh, listener, 
you can email us at continuumdrag at gmail.com if you have thoughts on uh, stuff we do. Um, I don't know. I think I said one time I'll post it on Instagram or Twitter or something. Maybe I will. I don't know. Mm. We've got a couple of nice emails recently from people who've been enjoying the show. So that mm-hmm. was that's been nice to hear actually. Some uh, some dragsters out there. Nice. Who listen. I'm not gonna call them fans, because I don't think they are. <laughs> <laughs> they listen. They anyway. hate listen to the entire I, podcast. Again, I think I made it before. I think they're uh, in a coma somewhere and someone has accidentally put this on <laughs> and they can't help but listen. I don't know how they're emailing. But well, their their brains. Are, I don't think it's under their. I think they're under duress. They're listening. They're under duress. Um, and of course, on Instagram and Twitter, you'll see clips from this show. I've, I was pulling them this morning, so you'll get some. Uh, you will get the only sort of doppelganger sequence. <laughs> Um, I think you'll get some uh, some gunfights that are too close for to be gunfights, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I think I really like uh, the part where he's just like, "Knowledge is power." No, diamonds are power. <laughs> um, there should also be maybe um, uh, Lily just working at the bar, just rubbing that table down, yeah. got that cloth, yeah, yeah. S- spitting in a cup, cleaning it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a cuddle gif. A cuddle gift. A cuddle gift on the rocks. Uh, I'll see. It's Cass it's, and I Fleur. looked at it. It's not actually that because it, it takes a long time to play out. So That's it's right. actually kind of a little dull, like the show itself. That wraps it up for the episode. So, listener, uh, thank you for joining us. And Jordan, I'll see you next week. See you then. Continuum Drag is recorded in Toronto, Ontario. Theme music by James Rex Seedler, produced by Jordan Dulloch and Luke Black. Special thanks to Aaron Hughes. 